Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Podcast ever, realest podcast ever. Yeah. Two brothers bringing thinking on the second level. Woo. Music, sports, fashion, politics, and the streets. The best two hours out of every week. Yeah. YDN, dinosaurs, and YBODs. Real talk every time, this is what you need. Yeah. We just out here popping shit. It's your boy C. Diddy, and Matt makes me sick. TRPE, TRPE, go. Once again, we are back. I think I came in a little early. No, he he just didn't know. We got it's not Taylor, so he didn't. Oh, know. right, 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 right. It's a timing issue. Yeah. It's all good though. What's up, Rick? Yeah, uh, we got Rick out there, Taylor. Taylor's doing something weird, most likely. I thought it was probably like at a DJ competition or yeah. <laughs> producer battle. Like when you ever watch like the the dance scene on a what's the B two K movie? Oh, uh, do it for Saint. What's that? What is the name? Of that? Get you got served. You got served. Like I'm about to say stop the yard. Pe- yeah, <laughs> one of them. Like Taylor's in the crowd probably at <laughs> one of those events. Oh man, hilarious. What's up with you? Oh man, I'm good. I'm literally in between a party right now. I'm coming from a party to go, and I gotta go back to the party. Oh okay. I gotta, uh, you know, when you have friends and stuff like that, friends, you don't have to worry about this. You got four friends. Yeah. <laughs> you don't gotta worry about crap like this. I don't even know it's that many. <laughs> when you got friends and stuff, you gotta go to people's birthday parties and dinners and like. I was saying that earlier. Social shit, shit like that. Cause uh, I, I garbage. Was- I was talking to Jules about it, and I, he was just like, yeah, I was like, I want to go to a Phillies game. And he was like, yeah, if I was home, I'd go to one. And I was just like, <clears throat> I don't know who I'd go with. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, right. I don't be around people. But I don't know. How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, it's been a cool week. Can't really, uh, you know, can't really complain. Just uh, was looking forward to doing the show. A lot of stuff transpired this week, just kind of in continuation of what, you know, the conversation that we had last week. And, uh, you know, I just knew it was going to be, uh, you know, make for interesting conversations, some good content. Uh, Nipsey's Memorial was on Thursday. It was literally, like, the biggest shit in the world uh, so far for 2019, which is, like, we when it initially happened, we didn't expect it to get, you know, as big as it's kind of gotten. Yeah, I, I will say that. I, I didn't think it was going to be, like— So this le- it's yeah, just like, like Obama like, sent a letter. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jay-Z wrote— <laughs> In the obituary, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like when, you know, it's unfortunate that it takes uh, him dying to kind of illuminate yeah. all the relationships and all of the good stuff that he was doing and just, you know, the the way that all these different people felt passionately about him and mm-hmm. his mission and, you know, helping him and this and that. And it just goes to show you, like, damn, like, you know, some people do it for like social media and all that some people really out here doing the work and it you know it is it's showing now that uh somebody had a real interesting tweet hollow the don had a real interesting tweet he said uh he said nipsey dying showed me that hard work does pay off but you don't get to see it i saw that tweet i agree with that to a certain extent um unless you're jay-z then you know they give you your flowers nah, i mean week. not like 
it goes back to what you were saying last week. If we can, you want to? We're starting. Yeah, now, yeah, clearly. yeah. It goes back to what you said last week when you said that Philly, and it's not just Philly. I don't think it's a, a neutral problem to Philadelphia. I think it's just the 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 climate of the world we live in. People are haters and dick eaters, right? And those two are like counterintuitive to each other. So it's like I want to I want to dick eat, but Kind of want to hate on you too. <laughs> but then it's like I want to hate, but I kind of like this shit. So it's like, and that that's where the, the mix up kind of happens. Yeah. And like, I literally I posted a shit earlier today about Tiger winning the the Tiger won his first Master today in fucking eleven years. Yeah. You know? And I I made a post about it, and one of our homies like texted me, "You you really happy about this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, this shit is like, dog. He had four back surgeries. Like the the 08 U.S. Open, he won that joint on a torn ACL. Right. Like." Achilles, ACL, so, shoulder, four. He had pinched nerves. Yeah, like this thing. shit is impressive. Like he was supposed to be finished. This shit with his wife. It it was supposed to be like done. And yeah. like really, Tiger Feld. I think they said at one point he was ranked like twelve hundred, twelve hundredth. I don't even know how you say that. Twelve oh oh. Like that was his <laughs> he ranking. Was ranked twelve oh oh. Yeah. <laughs> one two and two zeros. He was like, ranked that. Like twelve hundred and first or eleven hundred and ninety ninth. <laughs> but that number in the middle of those. That was his world ranking. Yeah. So it's like for you to go from twelve hundred to winning a major after all of that silliness, it's like, yeah, dog, like that's kind of impressive. And he was like, yeah, but Tiger don't even claim us. And I was like, well, I don't claim us. We'll do that <laughs> so, the, so there goes that. There goes that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where where it be. It's like I'm weird for giving Tiger his props. Yeah. How you, dare you? How? What's wrong with you? Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? You care about this? But then if Tiger died at night in a plane crash, oh man, it's gonna be candles listen, at Augusta. On the way over here, I came across Boosie. Boosie with the gems. Boosie said, "Man, he said, listen. He said somebody could be grinding so hard, be the dopest artist. They'd be outside a, a show, or whatever, with a merch table selling CDs or selling T-shirts. You'll walk right past that bitch." Mm-hmm. He said, "But let them die tomorrow, and they put the RIP shirts out. Oh, you on you on cop five of them motherfuckers because mm-hmm. you want to be associated with this person's legacy to where oh no, so and so died. That was my man. Look." Got the shirt on. It's just like that's like some form of like flattery to wear somebody's like R.I.P. shirt. And and it made me sit back the other day, and I'm just like, what if, what if, just just what if? I'm not saying this is how it should have been, or, or like hear me out. But just just <laughs> what if, what if Nipsey would have gotten this support and this love and all of this caring about his brands and make sure you shop for this because make sure you download the albums because he he owns all of his masters and his royalties. Make sure you shop from the store because his family owns that. The marathon continues. What if we would have done all of that without him dying? In 2009. What if? <laughs> like, because his he been on this for uh, 10 years. Like, when you hear the story of him selling CDs and selling clothes in the parking lot yeah. of the store. And then, like, Black Sam spoke at the funeral. It was like, we went from selling stuff in the store in the parking lot to getting a store and then having the store raided and being back outside the store to the owners of the development. Like, look, they want us to kick y'all out. We'd rather just sell the store to y'all. We'd rather just sell y'all the, the whole property. Right. To where they went from working in the parking lot, selling clothes and CDs illegally. To renting the store. To renting it. <laughs> to getting the store raided. To buying the store. To buying the building. Yeah. Like buying the whole lot. What if we had just been on this from jump? They could have been bought the whole complex. 
people this week like, oh, man, I ain't know he was doing all the STEM projects and showing the kids how to code. And, and it's just like, yeah, what if we had been supporting that from Jump Street? Yeah. I think a large part of it is for people, you know, in, in our part of the world, the Mid-Atlantic, it's East Coast bias. We don't recognize nothing that goes on outside of our immediate fucking line of sight. E- even in our city, though. Yeah. We're like that. But to but so all right so we don't so really that, know, I, I so, don't understand so, why over so, there so, like fuck that that's but, just not even happening to but us. even them people think about this for a quick second right one of my homies and it's so it's it's wild this week I saw people who I had listed as like kind of smart act really <laughs> jumped dumb jump the shark <laughs> and then I saw people who who are tend to be on the stupider side of kind of need their handheld across the street <laughs> I saw them with like succinct and beautiful thoughts <laughs> and i was just like wait what so a guy at my it's a bizarro job, world it's guy at my job who is tell you how just dumb he is <laughs> we're in the break room and we're having a conversation and he was like hey big that's what they call me he's like yo big what's the uh city in the, the richest city in africa that rich city everybody go to so when he says that rich city in africa naturally i'm thinking cape town morocco Sierra Leone. No, 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 not no, Wakanda. So, no, no, no. So, so I'm just thinking of places in Africa where I know are very rich in resources and stuff like that. So he was like, you know, with all the skyscrapers and all the, the parties and everybody got all the nice cars. So instantly when he said that, I'm to myself, I'm like, this nigga's talking about well, Dubai. When he said it, I took my side. I don't say it out loud, but I'm just like, he's talking about Dubai. And that's, that's not in Africa. So I'm just like, just stop. Maybe he'll he'll finish. So he was like, you know, everybody there is 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 uh, Islamic, and that you know, like everybody got a nice car. They got all the, the fly stuff. You can jump off the buildings and all. You know what I'm talking about? It's in Africa. And I'm just like, it's not in Africa. I'm like, you talking about Dubai? He was like, Dubai. That's it. I'm like, it's not in Africa. He because he was like that country in Africa. I'm like, first off, Dubai is not a country. <laughs> it's a city. It's, a, it's an emirate. I'm like, <laughs> it's not a country, and it's not in Africa. And he was like, hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities. From the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Like, wait, wait. it's above Africa. <laughs> I'm like, everything in the fucking Middle East is above Africa. <laughs> it's, it's, in Af- it's in Africa East. <laughs> yeah, right. So this is the, that he was talking about. Far East Africa. So that just paints a picture of who, what I'm dealing gotcha. with. But he's not was, a very sharp man. Right, right. Not the uh not the fastest car in the race. Not the sharpest knife in the in, exactly. in the cutting in so the cutting I'm board. Talking with him and we're talking about the Nipsey thing, and he was like, you know what what, what amazed me about the whole, whole Nipsey hustle thing? And I'm like, Here we go. I'm like, Here we go. Really bad. I'm about to go down. 
he was like to see 21,000 tickets get sold in a matter of minutes for his funeral kind of is crazy because I'm not all too sure he could have sold out the Staples Center with his music. And I was like, damn, you're absolutely right, retarded man. I don't know who wrote this for you, but <laughs> yo, you, you got a real live point. And it's like, dog, that's like when they like Meek, not a couple, I, he might could do it now. But remember a couple years ago, Meek didn't sell out. Yeah, he, he he did Wells Fargo. Then he had the beef with Drake, and then he came back and tried to do Wells Fargo, and he did like eleven thousand tickets out of seventeen thousand. And it's like if Meek died, though, Wells Fargo gonna be packed. He had to do. He had to move the shit to the link. Might have to be at the link. <laughs> had to be at the link. Eighty k. And and that what what he said. I was just like, damn. Like he ain't lying. Like the support really. Like it, Jada said it best. Dead rappers, rappers get, get better, better promotion. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it just made me sit back like, damn, I saw the, the tweet going around this week with the, uh, it's Wallows and y'all, I mean, not Wallows, uh, I was watching a Wallow video before I came here, that's what, but it's uh, Nipsey's in your city that you, you don't, don't support. support. And I'm like, I'm on the, the, the fence about that tweet. Like, I'm on, I, I understand both sides. Yeah. There are Nipsey's that don't get the support. Yeah. But there are... It's a lot it's a, on bullshit. It's a lot too. of scammers. It's a lot of that. It's a lot of it's a lot of niggas with positive messages that's really scamming. My thing is for Nipsey to pass away and you see literally I've never seen anyone die. At least at that height. And there ain't no silly shit following their death. Yeah. Like no silly the Kodak shit was it's Kodak. You know, the Floridians, you don't label Florida, them. Florida man is his own caption. Yeah, you don't label them <laughs> as regular people. But just the the outpouring of emotion from people who have nothing to do with yeah. rap music. Like, to see Seinfeld speak on it. To see Obama. The LAPD. Just all yeah. these different people. It's just like, damn, Nip was really like it. Yeah. And we we kind of dropped the ball. Yeah, for sure we dropped Bad. the ball. And that's and that's the most like gut-wrenching part of it aside from obviously a, a man being taken from his family and from his community, but it's just like, yo, we had somebody in front of us like right in our eyesight right that there. was doing all the right shit and we was like, "Uh, oh, we'll get to it. I'll get to it when I get to it." Oh, he doing this? Oh, that's cool. Oh, nigga put computer labs in the hood? Oh, yeah, I guess that's all right. Like we didn't take none of this shit serious. It's it's, it's like LeBron with the school. Hey, when he going to be Golden State? Bruh, we got a school. Meanwhile, like, now the school is the number one performing school in the fucking state of Ohio. All of the kids are thriving. And somebody had a tweet that was like, so you mean to tell me when kids are well-fed, supported, don't have to worry about transportation and shit like that, they actually thrive in school? Yeah. What a fucking yeah. concept. And, and it, it's wild because you got so many people who do so much good. Yeah. But it's it's really just not. I think that's one of those, like, uh, Carl always talk about, like, the culture changing. Like, that's one of the things that has to flip. It's like, why is the good not propelled into the light until they're dead? Yeah. And that's not even media. That's not even the white man in Cortez. It's none of that. Yeah. That's us. Yeah. And and then the crazier part about it that what makes Nipsey such an anomaly as far as not being supported, he had the biggest figure in black media, Karen Civil, is his right-hand man. Yeah. 
and everything that they were doing, she's like, hey, look at what me and Nipsey are doing. Hey, look at what Nipsey just did. And we still like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Where I the saw, bitches at? I saw, yeah, really, I saw a pie chart the other day, and it had a breakdown of uh, all the shit he was involved in from 2009 to now. All the way to now. And it's just like, yo, when you listen to his music and listen to just his interviews and a lot of It was all there. It was right there. It was right there. It was literally there. We're fucking morons. I don't know if you remember <laughs> Chris Rock had a, uh, had a, a Jonah. You remember the Chris Rock show? Yeah. On HBO? <laughs> He had a segment where he was talking about black people trying to get there. Because, you know, like our older folks that like the uh, the previous generation, that was like always a thing in black culture, like us trying to get there with like quotation marks. So he had a chart and it was like everything that happened good got us closer to there. But then it was some dumb shit that took us back, that took us <laughs> back. And he was like at the end of all like Rodney King that took us down. But then. The uh, Brown versus the Board of Education took us up. Then uh, OJ took us down. But then Tiger went in the Masters at 19, took us, you know, all this different right. stuff. And he was like, a couple of weeks ago, through all of the bullshit, we were there. We were right there. And then the Source Awards. Now we all <laughs> fucking. But that's, that's how, like, it was there. This yeah. shit was right there in front of us. And we kind of just all slept. Even myself, I caught myself this week, like, just reading different things and. Watching different little segments on 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 YouTube and and I was just like, damn! Like Nip really was doing he, a lot. He been painted the picture for Ben. Like when you looked at that pie chart, it said that he was responsible for two hundred and ten million dollars in revenue and in job creation and all that the last decade. Yeah, this is one single entity in the support system around him, and it's just like, yo, if one person can be responsible for almost a quarter million. To their community's direct mm -hmm. bottom line. Imagine if somebody like he would have had a, a Jay Z or or a Puffy or somebody like that to really push and support <laughs> him earlier in his career, like from 2010. Mm -hmm. Because the whole thing is Nipsey's out here like really being a trail, the true definition of a trailblazer right. and establishing shit like the proud to pay a uh, platform right. where, where artists that's independent can feel like they on the same level as like a major label right. artist and I'm gonna put my music here and people can decide what they want to pay for it and like yeah. doing creative shit like having a hundred dollar CD but also giving it away for free yeah. at the same time and just basically saying hey if you want to support me all the way support me and if you want to just Get the music and that's all you give a fuck about? Cool. But if you support me, you're going to get a concert ticket. You're going to get a t-shirt. You're going to get a fucking meet they and greet if you come John, to the store. If you had the app with the shirt, you could move the phone across Listen, the I just seen the, the shit. Somebody had uh, one of the ashtrays and they was like, I'm about to see if this shit really worked. And he did it and it was like, this is the, cra like, this yeah, is the craziest shit crazy. ever. He was really making technologically advanced merchandise and Bringing people into the album experience, and we all jumped the fuck over it. We just passed it. We just passed it up. Well, all we cared about was Meek versus Drake. This shit is that he was literally the next frontier of how to digitally market and how to package together uh, album shit, and we jumped the fuck over it I, completely. I saw that t-shirt shit the other day. That blew my mind. And you know I'm a technologically advanced person. Yeah. I, that was like, wait, what? So I seen somebody the and other day. And out. I seen somebody the other day, and they was like, uh, they was like, why Nipsey shirt? He had the all money in shirt with the, uh, with the video shit embedded in it. And they was like, why did this shirt cost $100? And, and somebody was explaining it to him like, no, because when you, you know, it's a smart shirt and you scan this and that and the video probably, he's like, man, don't nobody give a fuck about that shit. I want the $19 shirt that the bootleg man got. And I'm just like, we just, I mean, we just. That's 
life. <laughs> we just don't give a fuck. Yeah. We literally don't give a Like, somebody will ask why. You'll give them the information, and then they'll tell you, get the fuck out of here. Duh. That's where we are as a society. My, my homie at work, he he goes and gets a... Uh, uh, what's that shit? That chicken there, all the the hood eat at the Chinese store, like the big. What's the chicken? Uh, General Souls. Oh, General. General. He he's like, yeah, I go get a General Souls chicken real quick, five dollar platter. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, that's not uh chicken or General Souls. Like <laughs> the chicken, it's not chicken, and the general didn't approve. <laughs> like, like none of that shit is like, but. You take him to like a fine Asian fusion restaurant, yeah. he'd be like pissed. Man, I could have went to the hood, man. Got got this five dollars. This is just thirty five. Like that's really how people act. Yeah. So a hundred dollar shirt with smart technology in it is like man, man, I'm cool. man, fuck that shit. I'm cool on this shit. Yeah. And I, I watched a lot of it going this week. I told you I read a lot and watched a lot. And I really took to even myself. I just was like, damn, yo, like we really kind of like uh, like I knew. But I didn't know at the same because I didn't have no idea. It's funny because when, when me, you, and Rob were talking about like Nipsey's our favorite songs that weren't on Victory Lap, yeah. and I'm like, you know, when you said a uh, hundred, a hundred a show, I'm just like, damn, I forgot about that with Ross on because that I remember, was 2014, right? And I'm just like, Ross verse was crazy on that, and it's just we have the knowledge of the music, but I just think it was one of those like you talk about East Atlantic. We just we're not entrenched in it, yeah. So you hear it. And it, I don't know because I I was in the game albums his first two albums yeah like the Doctor's Advocate and uh, it, it it wasn't big enough I don't think like it it didn't have like historically speaking the West Coast shit that cut through the whole country right. was shit that was like mass marketed. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's, and almost had like a propaganda element mm-hmm. attached to it. Like game was advocated for by Fifty Cent. NWA had national media coverage and all that shit, and it's, they're one of the five greatest groups of all fucking time. Right. So it's like certain shit Snoop just like was the, helps you the, cut the through. The pioneer rapper on death row. It's just so it's like certain shit will help you cut through. Pac, we know about his silliness. Exactly. So Even Kendrick, like Kendrick, like it. It took a while for Kendrick to like really, really. Yeah, I remember when Kendrick killed the BET cipher. Remember they, remember they did the West Coast sniper yeah. with Snoop, DJ Quick. Ken, Kendrick was on that, and I just was like, I'm cool on this boy, yo. Yeah. Then he dropped, uh, good kid. drink, pour up. Yeah, drink. that was a single, that, that, and that crept the triple platinum. That was like a big song, but it still wasn't. It wasn't until he it was did just the, like uh, when he did the joint with Drake, the uh, the Janet Jackson sample. Yeah. Um. What was the name of that song? Poetic Justice. Poetic Justice. That was when it was like, oh, this boy might have it on some like mainstream shit. Yeah. And then Good Kid, Mad City dropped. And then Jay was on the remix to... Uh... And Kendrick Spanking. Yeah, Kendrick Spanking. Yeah, it, it was... Uh, what was the name of that song? I can't remember none of this. I can't remember anything today. Uh, he know. had... Uh, uh... Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. Oh yeah, basically come up. Once them dro- those joints dropped, and it was like, oh damn, no. And, he, and around that same time was fucking problem the ASAP Rocky record. So it was like oh, it was, he's having he was he was building moments. his shit. He was, it was building it was his just base. Putting yeah. it together, but realistically, he was on tour with Drake and ASAP Rocky yeah. in fucking and two thousand people stadiums. <laughs> in <You> Waka. Like, <laughs> intimate venues. Kendrick literally <laughs> on the Forbes list every year now and has one of the biggest albums in rap history. You ain't getting Kendrick on a stage with less than. 
thirty-five thousand in the audience. Yeah. Like you might could catch Kendrick head. I think Kendrick is headline. He headlined his own like major tour. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like you go in stadiums, right? You had a chance to catch Kendrick with Drake and ASAP and Walker and Walker at a two thousand person <laughs> seat. Fucking, you know what I'm saying? And people just like kind of missed it. Yeah. Then when he blow, it's like oh shit, damn yeah. But with Nip in his circumstances, it's almost like I look at Nip like. Sort of like the West Coast Ferg, in where he has real live talent and a real live story, but he just doesn't have that massive hit to where Rocky had to hit. Yeah. Rocky had, well, Rocky had about three hits. Yeah. Ferg never had the mainstream, he had hood hits. Yeah. The Joan with Future, the, uh, what was the other joint Ferg had? Uh, Shabba Ranks and all, like he had yeah. those. And he had them in a row. In a row. <laughs> like, but you look back at Nips. Nip had last time that I checked, smash, yeah. hustle in the house, smash. Like he had hood hits. Yeah. He didn't have. It a, was just regional. It just it just didn't, didn't cut through. Joint. And I I think that probably a more appropriate comparison is probably like a uh, currency, like a West Coast version of currency, where it's like guess, currency he's, was yeah. He's like a, he's like an yeah, underground yeah, yeah. king, where it's like yo, you look back, Nipsey got like nine projects. Yeah. And it's just like I remember when Victory Lab dropped, and it was like his debut album. Like he'd been out twenty two years. Yeah, was his and that was part of the shit that threw people off too. But it's like, yo, you look at it where his debut album is his last album, and it's literally a masterpiece. Yeah. It's like a fucking near. Per- it's like a nine. Like Love said, it's like a nine six, a nine seven out of ten. Before we get into the album and everything with that, how did you feel about the actual funeral, the pr- the the, pr- the, pr- the proceedings of it? I thought it was beautiful. I said the other day, I thought it was a perfect blend of black excellence yeah. and hood shit. Yeah. And it's like... People were allowed to come there and be them and not feel like pressured because the cameras is rolling or whatever like that and fake and shit like that. People told their true stories and I they lived their I myself a couple times having to remember that they weren't in a church. Right. Because I'm like, they tripping. <laughs> I'm like, that's right. They are staples. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. But... The uh, then they had the video board and all of that and like the the, the childhood videos with him and his brother and, and his dad and somebody pointed out they was like yo when a son like con- when a father constantly recorded his sons he in love with them yeah. boys like you know I'm saying like you just always got the camera rolling and he taking them back to they uh, the country of origin Eritrea where they from and all that and experiencing their families and their communities and they over there teaching the little kids how to play baseball and yeah. shit like that and it's just like it was so much depth to this person. Like, he wasn't just a gangbanger. Yeah. Like, and it's not even fair to, like, categorize him in that way because so many different people from different walks of life experience him and have so much positive shit to say and remember about him. Somebody the other day made a comparison that he really was, like, a modern-day Trey from Boys in the Hood. Like, his dad and mom being, like, Furious Styles and all of them. And I'm like, yeah, like, they weren't just your run-of-the-mill Crenshaw and Slauson parents, right. you know? And... His mom's speech was I actually the, the the shit his mom said when the girl put the phone in her face Crazy. on Instagram. Crazy. That was that woman got a higher level of being and understanding yeah, to like be you, able to you, come to grips with her thirty three year old son being murdered in in front of his business, yeah. in front of his property. Like to be able to come to grips with that and just accept like his other, you know, factors at play and stuff like that. And I'm not sad, y'all shouldn't be sad. That shit is like how? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how? For her to be able to grip that that fast was was kind of wild. Um, I honestly, because I don't do funerals. Like, I've only been to two in my life. You know what I mean? Been to too many. I, I, I've been to two. I don't go to them. Like, I, I, I pay my respects. I, if I love you, I love you. 
James Reese, shout out James Reese. He just passed away this week. Old head for my job, car player and shit. Greatest car player in all Africa, motherfucking James Reese. <laughs> my man, he passed away. They had I, I, I just don't go to funerals. Yeah. It's not my thing. I went to my mother's and my grandfather's. And both of those I felt like I was kind of like forced because I don't do them. Yeah. And I watched his joint the other day. Like I watched Michael Jackson's and Aretha's and all of that. When Black Sam, I got choked up. Like I almost had to turn that shit off. Like Black Sam joint, like, because I don't have a brother. You know what I yeah. mean? I have two sisters. That brotherly connection I never had. Yeah. Hearing him, and you know, Sam's the older brother. Yeah. So he really, like, you could feel, and I, I've watched that a lot with, like, one of my close homies. He has an older brother. And he would always say, like, damn, like, he 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 hit way more bitches than I do. And he do way, you know, like, he's like, my, my little brother got that. Fly nigga gene. That shit just skipped me. Like, right. I'm regular. Like, he got that, like, that almost, like, amazement of your little brother. Yeah. And when he was telling a story about him building a computer or doing his first rap and just, like, God damn, like, yo, like, so you could hear it in his throat. Yeah. Like, just how sick he felt. And then Black Sam, did you see where he was holding the mic? Yeah. Like, nigga, that joint is stationary. <laughs> you ain't got to. He was on the, on the set, cuz. <laughs> like, super militant. Like. And but you could feel <laughs> that pain coming yeah. off of him, and I, I it, it choked me up a little bit. And it's just like, no, I got choked up on him. I got choked up on Lauren, and it's just like, damn, like this really like his woman, and she just so L.A. with it. You know what I mean? I thought she was a little on. She had definitely was probably she, a yeah, little she on. Felt, just felt on. Yeah, like she. I mean, she probably needed it. Yeah, it, I mean, it, clearly. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like you know, I got a little choked up with her, John. But yeah, him, him and Sam, uh, was just like, uh, cause yeah. that's. That's, that's like his, all them videos was them two. Yeah, yeah. Because like, that's his big brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times your big brother is your f- number one influence. Like I got younger brothers, so I know what it's like to be the big brother and mm-hmm. be like, oh damn, you going to that party and oh you this and that and I just seen you with so and so and damn, how was the event with this? You know what I'm saying? So it's just like that's like me and my brothers. Like it's it's and, it's a constant, you know, open door relationship of, of experiences and talking and And Sam was just all like when he said like I mean we you know we had this little situation, I got knocked out. Like he just raw and honest, like yeah. I got knocked out. He said, but I come to it, I look up, I see Nip fighting him off down the block, like little bro held it down while I was out. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> like it was it was dope, you know what I'm saying? Uh his pops speech was Snoop's joint was Snoop Joint was Snoop is Snoop. Like, and I, I said it the other day, yo. I I I get the admiration for Jay-Z and for Puff. Because they went somewhere else uh monetarily that black people from this genre just don't go. Yeah. But as far as just being like the thorough old head. Snoop passed all the motherfuckers. Snoop, like Snoop said like ten years ago. Snoop Dogg was like, "Yo, he was talking about in in regards to like the West Coast resurgence and all these young artists trying to come up, and he was feeling like he wasn't doing enough. And he said, I had to sit myself down and say, Snoop Dogg, you're not a hater. Like, stop being a fucking hater. Reach your hand back and help these young boys do what the fuck they need to do because right now they, the young fly flashy niggas, and you look crazy, right. and you gotta." Come to grips with the fact that them being them blowing up or them being them don't make you less of being Snoop Dogg and less of who you are. And ever since that point, that might have been 2008, he didn't just blew past everybody in terms of the thorough old head. He does records with everybody. The battle rap niggas, the young popping niggas. He didn't went back to Long Beach and grabbed 50 niggas that trying to rap and get on and this and that and And gave them his platform. Every like it ain't. 
It's not like that in New York when it comes to like Jay and Puff. No. It's not like that in Philly when it comes to like Beans or the Figures or even Will Smith or the Roots. It, or the Roots. It's not like that in Florida when it comes to like Luke or Trick Daddy. It's not even like that. I ain't gonna front Bun B and uh Pimp C and H Town. They pretty much fucked with everybody. Yeah. Literally, if you who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. Are from with and Ti is like that now in Atlanta. And Ti is like that now because Ti is an old head now. Yeah. If you are from within the confines of the state of California, Snoop fuck with you. Yeah. And Snoop's in your video. He coming to find you. He, it's wild. <laughs> every sync game, Kendrick, I mean, whoever, G. Perico, everybody you fucking can name yep. from the West Coast, Snoop is there. Yep. He's in the video. He's at the shoe. He's showing, he's, he don't care. It, and, and it's just watching it the other day was like, yo, Snoop really was there when Pot got killed. Like, think about that for a second. Well, think about the fact that prior to that, Snoop was the biggest debut artist in the history of music. In, the, in music, not, not hip hop. Music. Right. Eight hundred seventy-two thousand, whatever the fuck the number first was. Copy eight, eight, yeah, eight seventy-two. Yeah. First week. You know what I'm saying? On top of being on another, being the anchor of a classic album prior to that, right. that fucking saved Dr. Dre's ass. Yeah. So Snoop. Got checks every box when yeah. it comes to like OG legend superstar in this in this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, and he's a pop culture figure now. He's not just confined to rap, right? And like Snoop, Snoop became like figure. Snoop had like three MTV shows. He got a show with Martha Stewart. He just he does whatever like he wants. Game show, right? <laughs> Anything he wants, it don't matter. Like it's Snoop. Like he's literally made it himself a one name entity. Yeah. Like Cher, Snoop. <laughs> Snoop had pornos. <laughs> like Snoop had a porno. Get you, pro- get you somebody that can do both. Snoop had a porno production company. He got a cooking show with Martha Stewart. Snoop showed up to an award show with bitches on dog collars and leashes and didn't get in trouble for it. <laughs> like, Snoop literally can do anything he wants. And I watched him talk the other day at, at the funeral, and I, I was thinking about that to myself. I'm like, yo, Snoop really was on the deep cover soundtrack. Yeah. Snoop was there when Pot got killed. Snoop was there. He was one of the anchors in the West Coast, East Coast battle. Snoop literally got on stage and saved them niggas' life Snoop at the kicked, Source Awards Snoop, in 95. Snoop kicked the buildings Snoop down. Snoop kicked buildings <laughs> over in New York. <coughs> Snoop was in the wash. Snoop was in training day. Snoop was on trial for murder. Snoop was on trial for a homie. <laughs> And was at the MTV Awards while the warrant was out for him. He performed at the MTV Awards said, I'm not guilty. I'm innocent. It was all right. We can go down now. (laughs) (laughs) Turned himself in for a murder. Snoop been through everything, dog. Everything. He been there through it all. And I was thinking about that the other day, just like watching him on stage like, damn, and he's still Snoop. Yeah. Still Snoop. He didn't have a suit on. No. He had on three very, very nice chains, them little rainbow diamonds. With a bunch of blue, blue, blue yeah, shirt, had some bandana shit on. <laughs> he Snoop. Said, he said, "For God so loved the world, He gave us a great crip." <laughs> you just can't hate Snoop, yo, ever. But uh, I like Snoop's speech. I like Black Sam's was awesome, and uh, YG and Mustard. I didn't even watch their jet because I keep hearing it was kind of ridiculous. YG almost said "bitches" when he was talking about their daughters. Yeah, because he was like, "Yeah, I, I would tell Nip, man, we got." 
pretty light skinned uh, uh, daughters. <laughs> you know, we in trouble. Oh, uh, sisters. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 little black goddesses. And it was funny because you know, you ever see somebody go in a tanning booth? I'm oh, with be, the little guy. Them little, them little <laughs> glasses. <laughs> Those the glasses he had on. They was red, wasn't it? No, they was black, but they was uh, real little. Like they was <laughs> big. Like they reading glasses, yeah. but not. And I was like, why the hell does he have those on? <laughs> he wore white. I thought he would wear like a ridiculous red outfit with some silly shoes, but he had on a normal suit. Somebody was, said, finally, YG's dress shoes are appropriate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> finally, and he had a he had a suit on. Um, Mustard's real name is Dijon. Yeah, that's the funniest part of the whole entire thing. But uh, it was a nice service, and then the the the. Procession afterwards with all, all the Rolls, all the Rolls Royces. Royces. That was fly. Smashed them. That was when I kind of I finally realized Lauren was like on because she was like super going <laughs> in the Rolls truck, and I'm like, yeah, Lauren, Lauren roasted. You know what I mean? But uh, it was a dope procession. You figure the only other artist to ever have his funeral there was Michael Jackson. So you in rare company, you, you, you in rare air when it <laughs> come to that. The um, of course y'all started going left. I saw people were selling the. Uh, obituaries, yeah, like the, the actual because it was like a book. They 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 produced a book or whatever, and people was on eBay trying to sell them for fifteen hundred. Yeah, and saying, eBay went ahead and shut that down shut, for shut you assholes. Down. People were selling seats to the to the event. Yeah, and I'm just like, we in trouble. Like th- th- this ain't that. This ain't the new Jays. But this ain't the Jordan Fours. But like, y'all 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 can't turn this this beautiful young brother's memorial into a Concord release. Y'all tripping. And people don't get that. Because I really had to explain to somebody that, I mean, like, if people want the tickets, it's a demand for them. And I'm like, I, it's it's a demand for every, it's a demand for organs on the black market. <laughs> like, imagine if your mom died and your mom reached the threshold of all these people want to come to her funeral and somebody was selling the tickets to your mom's funeral. You'd be cool with that? You'd be cracking heads open. There was a, they had to delay the start of the funeral because there was altercations going on outside the stable center. So of course everybody was like, "Oh, see, they fighting." And what it turns out was it was Crips basically shutting down the all the bootleg operations, the bootleg operations yeah. of T-shirts and merchandise out front of the uh, stable center. And again, I had to explain to the guy at my job. I'm like, "Fam, it's a funeral. Have you ever, like I've been to two funerals." I couldn't imagine pulling up to my grandfather's nigga funeral. Nigga got T-shirts. Mr. Walt got the Mr. Walt special. And it's a nigga on some, get your Royal Engagement T-shirts <laughs> out there in front of the church. Like, what are you doing with some Witty Hutton T-shirts? Y'all fucking. Y'all, y'all, and it, 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 it's a. Mr. Walt farewell tour T-shirts. It, like, it, bro, it, you got to go. It amazes me at just how, no matter how ridiculous something is, it's always somebody in support of it. Yeah. Like, y'all, y'all know. <laughs> What you mean? Why can't I? I saw, you know how those rap skits, somebody reenacted Nipsey's murder for a rap skit. This ain't it, yo. Not not six days after. I get what you're trying to do in the, you know, uh, I don't get what you're trying. I'm lying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm lying. My biggest problem problem with these motherfuckers (laughs) is y'all be sitting around all day. Gungeon, this is you. Uh, sitting around all day looking for ways to go viral, and you will see an old lady 
on your block struggling with her groceries and won't even help her across the street. Mm -hmm. But you want to get online and do your little corny raps and tell me about how to impact the community or stop the violence. Nigga, fuck you. You don't even help the kids in your neighborhood. Chick I know says she pulled up to her mom's house with some groceries because she, like, helps her. It's her and her mom and shit. Pulled up to her mother's house with groceries. It was niggas sitting on the steps. Her mom at the time was living down South Philly with her. She said to... Because she had to move. Like, y'all, you got to move. Like, she said she pulled up. Niggas are sitting on the steps because they lived like right on the corner. Yeah. And she like... What like naturally you see that like hello niggers like what, what's up she gets out the car with the groceries she said niggas didn't even get up they did one of these joints <laughs> so she could walk oh the shit crib like slid to the side so she could walk to the she said she went in the crib and boiled water and came out and started pouring it all over the porch <laughs> and the steps and they jumped up like damn all you had to say was you you could like could we get up. And it's like, why Why do I have to say anything? Why do I got to say anything to you at my house? This is our property. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, imagine if I would have just called the police on you. Hello? <laughs> Hello, officers. Yeah, I got four ugly niggas on my steps right now. Um, I think one of them name is Taquan. Can you come get pe- them, please? Pe- people, I, people are crazy, dog. People are absolutely nuts. We swear to God, we in Wawa this morning. You Wawa at... Time that I drop her off at the airport. I dropped her off at nine. So it eight forty, eight forty five. On a Sunday. On a Sunday. <laughs> you know, niggas don't wake up till one o'clock on Sunday. I tell it's funny because uh uh I, I, I say this type stuff all the time. Like I just pay attention to like yeah. every little thing. Like I don't know why I do that. If you're in Wawa, right? You've been in everybody's listening to shit has been in a Wawa when it's cracking. Yeah. Like when it's just early morning, uh that ten, especially at the airport Wawa, the ten o'clock at night when everybody's getting off they shift, you know what that Wawa looks like. Saturday, Sunday, all day at that Wawa. Yeah, you know what Wawas look like when they pack. You know it's four registers at every Wawa. It's four. They're normally not all open. Two at best. You in the Wawa, right? The first register up front, you know, it's like on a diagonal. Yeah. The first register up here is open. The second one is open. The third one up top right is open. This line is huge. This line is huge. That one up top, it's one person at it. What's your natural thought when you see that? I need to go hop in this line. Right. That's what you would think. But then if you go a step deeper, why isn't nobody else going to that line? Yeah. So naturally, I swear to God, I said it to myself before he said, I'm like, something's either wrong with his scanner or he's only accepting cash. And for some reason, why wise, I don't know why. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. No one pays cash in Wawa. Everybody uses it. I don't know why it's like that, but it just is. So I said to myself, I'm like, he, 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 only, he cash only at that register. Sure enough, you hear him say, I'm open up front, cash only. He said it three or four times. I'm open up front, cash only. People start going to the line, getting it, whatever, whatever, yeah. cool. Chick gets up to the line, sw- he scans the stuff, whatever, tells her the price. She goes to put the, the card in the machine. He's like, oh, no, miss, this is cash only. What? I, I'm using a card. He's like, I'm, it's cash only. She's like, well, how, well, I ain't know that. He's like, yeah, I've been saying it out loud. Right. It's cash only. She's like, well, I didn't hear you, so, so now what the fuck I'm supposed to do? And he's just like, yo, uh... The the lady who's at the register where we at, we like maybe two people back now in line. Yeah. She like, it's okay. Just just let her come over here. 
She like, yeah, because what the fuck? And she's just going off, and we like, sis, the, we not even really <laughs> awake yet. <laughs> it's 840. Motherfuckers wake up on angles, man. On angles. <laughs> the other day, we go to Chuck E. Cheese. Take her guy that we go to Chuck E. Cheese. Where, have you ever been in Chuck E. Cheese? I haven't been in a while, but I've been. It's I've arc- been to Chuck E. Cheese a thousand times. It's arcade games and pizza. <laughs> it ain't much to Chuck E. Cheese. Some big dancing rat and you, a couple you, other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's real mellow. You know the John that you throw the footballs through? Yeah. And you, you try to get 700 yards so you can go to the Hall of Fame? I did that shit for an hour. <laughs> That's the only thing I was in there doing. I got to 680 yards, <laughs> and I fell apart like fucking Elway in the fourth quarter. It was terrible. But that's the only thing I'm doing here and eating fucking cheese pizza. Mm-hmm. It's nothing else to this. I mean, shit else going on. We getting ready to cash out, getting the, the girls some, some toys and shit from the thing. The chick comes up, older lady, like 50, screaming at the boy who was helping us because they didn't have any big pizza boxes up front. So he had went in the back to get me a pizza box. So we was taking a pizza yeah. with us or whatever. And she come up. Yeah, damn! I'm waiting for you over at the at the at the, at the uh, game. You you why, why are you over here? He like I I'm sorry, miss. I got sidetracked when I came over. He has to if I could help get go get them a box. I went and got the box, and, he, and I was like, hey, yo, just go ahead handle her. She like yeah, cause what the fuck? I'm standing here waiting. Like the t- the game not printing out no tickets, and and you, they say yeah, you gonna go get us some tickets. And I'm waiting for you and did it. And he just like miss, calm. Down. I said I'm. Yeah. He, he had already apologized. Yeah. Said I got sidetracked. I didn't mean to leave you hanging over there. I apologize. And I said yo, go ahead. You can take care of her. Yeah. We ain't in no rush, whatever. And he's like, come on. Uh, so what was the issue with you? And she like damn, what you done forgot? Did- and she just going. And I told him, I was like, yo, I wish I could tip you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It would be kind of awkward to hand the, the Chuck E. Cheese boy a dub. But I'm just <laughs> like, I wish. And he was like, yeah, we can't even accept it. I was just like, I wish I could because. you got a hard job, my the man. The fact that you even held it together in that situation. Because yeah. I already, I, I was ready to go for it. That's why I can't have a job. Because it's going to be like, a- after the second rebuttal and apologies, I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you can get the fuck out. Fuck you and them tickets, bitch. That That's where I was really, really about to be for him. Because he was really like professional. Yeah, you know, Chuck E. They, he not 50 years. He a young boy. He probably yeah. in college working. Yeah. At, Getting like, berated hey, <laughs> for $9 berated. an hour. Yeah. National cost of living is like 16 an hour just to be making it. Oh, uh, I saw that the other day, though. I'm just like, wow, why? Like, why Like, why are we like this? Like, why are we just angry and just hostile all the time for nothing? Just on go. Like, no matter what. We're not in the streets. We're not, on, we're not in the 60s down in fucking <laughs> Crenshaw. We in Chuck E. Cheese in Springfield. <laughs> We in the Wawa at eight in the morning. Eight like the morning, you on, on go, on smash and scrape. You on vintage beans tub, on go. You and on this, 03 Beanie Siegel tub. This is how I be knowing that it's like it's it's so much aggression and pain and just agony in these in like our lives and like yeah. young, not even young, but just black life. Period. Even when you get things your way and it it like like the lady said it's okay. She didn't know. Okay, she can come over. We're in line. We waited in line patiently. And yeah. we was like, yeah, she can go. Just go ahead, sis. Let's sort of like in Chuck E. Cheese. I was yeah. like, go ahead, help her win. Like, and that's how I am. Yeah. I told you about the boy running into me in Sugar House. I told you that last week. Yeah. Boy ran into me. And said, damn, I said, damn, I, damn, cuz. I said, excuse <laughs> me. He was like, damn, dog, fuck, you ain't see me? Like, brother, you ran into me. <laughs> <laughs> like, but that's just how I am because I'm a diffuser. Yeah. Go ahead. It's all right. Go help her. do what. And they still be going. The lady in Chuck E. Cheese was still going. The lady in Wawa was still going. I said, excuse me. Bull said, damn, dog, you out. 
like, what the fuck are you what, talking like, about? Like, what do you, what do y'all want from this? Like, what do you want the end result of this to be? What you want us to just say, put your shit in the bag and just take it? It's nuts. What man. do you want here? Like, why are you so angry? It's nuts, man. The uh, where do you want to go? Because we got a lot with the uh. The marathon continuing. Like you, yeah. you want to go into the album? Do you want to go into Lauren? And this? I, I want to save the relationship shit. Yeah, let's save the relationship shit. All right, this is a question that got posed to us the other day, and it, it, it's funny because you, me, Ra, even Ju- we, we're everybody Music I spoke us. to, we all were on the same tip. It, it, it sucks. I gotta say this, but Rich was right. When Victory Lap came out, Rich berated me. That's going to be the word of the week, berate. <laughs> berate. Word of the week is berate. Rich berated me about why I wasn't heralding Victory Lap. Like, even when I did the best albums of the year, he was like, yo, why Victory Lap not on there? And I was like, it's just not on the level with Astro World and uh, Daytona. Yo, we're dickheads. We said Astro World was better than dickheads. Victory Lap. <laughs> we, When's the last time you listened to Astro World? We are dick. I ain't going to hold you. Yosemite. Uh, Yosemite, of course, the joint with Drake. Uh, I listen to Can't Say a Lot. Can't Say a Lot. What's the opening joint? Um, the beginning of that other song. I don't the, even remember. I can't. I can't remember anything this word this week. I don't we, know what the hell is going we on. Fu- hey, hey, audience, we fucked up. Well, I can admit it. <laughs> we fucked up. I've been admitting it for two weeks. We fucked up, bro. S- stargazing, stargazing, oh, yeah. sicko mode, and Yosemite are on a playlist. I got they. I play them all the fucking time. I love those joints. But yeah, outside of that, I really haven't gone back to Astro World. And I said it the other day on Twitter when Cardi won the uh, best rap Grammy. I was kind of puzzled at how that won over Astro World. Just yeah. seeing that though, Astro World really was on the chart for like months. He was really in the top ten for yeah. months. He had the number one song in the country for weeks. I, I and and then he had the second biggest debut of the year. Yeah. So it was just like I I didn't understand that at the time. Going back and really, I I told you why I didn't think Daytona was best rap album. It was seven songs. I just can't yeah. Do that. I mean, we we I've been saying that since Daytona came out, and I love Daytona. Right. But seven songs is not an album make. It no. just is. It doesn't reach the threshold. But going back and listening to Victory Lap now. With everything that's known, it kind of plays into what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. We just missed so much. Like when you listen to that last verse on dedication, it used to be stay safe, now stay dangerous. That's why I dove off the deep end. No, because uh, ain't no point playing defense, nigga. That's why I, I dove, dove off, off the, the deep, deep end, nigga, without a life jacket. Couple mil, what? tore the world, all my life cracking. You really listen yeah, to real that. Yeah, real estate businesses and my life cracking. I'll be damned if I slay. I'll be damned if I slay for some white crackers. crackers. And that's a Cameron line, too. Yeah, Shout out to Cameron. But it's just like you listen to those. Like you listen to. He was painting the picture. Blue Laces, too. Blue Lace, I ain't going to hold you, dog. Blue Laces, too, almost make me want to, like, I kind of want you to get shot so I can drive <laughs> you to the hospital. <laughs> like, that's how good that song is. You know what I mean? Uh, the joint with CeeLo, Loaded Bases. It's just brilliant like, records. The John Marsha, real I'm, big. I'm sitting on my Lincoln thinking, I ain't gonna make a hundred mil off any streets, and I'm probably gonna end up in somebody's precinct, or even worse, in a church laid out in front of the uh, laid out. What do you say? In the hearse, laid out in front of the church, like that. And it's crazy that really happened. Like it, you listen to it now, like with that mind, you listen to Double Up and all of these different songs. It's just like, yo. We're fucking dickheads. We are dickheads, <laughs> and Victory Lap was the best rap album that came yeah. out last year. And that's not me just reacting off of everything. No. Like, really listening to it, sh- like, straight through over and over and over again. I'm like, damn. And I, I, and I hate to admit it. 
Cause, cause, fuck Rich. Rich was right though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, he was like, he, he was told, right. He told me he said, Chad, I don't understand how somebody like you, uh, the he told the, me the same the, shit. The independent hustler that you are, and the you know what I'm saying, and all, how do how is this not your sound? He was like, Matt, you, I don't he was understand. Like, Matt, I respect you when it comes to music because you really know like all this shit. Like you a real live music guy. How you don't fuck with Victory Lap? Like, like the shit he talking, the angles he playing, the wordsman, the words, the the craftsmanship of the songs. And I'm just like, I, I, is it because really what I did was I gazed over and it, it somebody who was it the other day? It was Jules. Jules was like, yo, it just dropped in a difficult time period for us. It 100%. dropped the Pusher and Drake shit was the biggest shit out here. That was all the fuck we because we wanted Daytona. Yeah, like even I think Love said that. Like we was like all we wanted was Daytona, 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 Daytona. And then the Kanye was doing the five albums shit with an album every yeah. week. Then the Drake shit dropped with the double out. It just it fell in a bad. You figure when it debuted, it debuted fourth. Yeah, on Billboard. This week it's actually its highest week on Billboard. Yeah, it sold more than his debut week. Right, and it, and he didn't have like we spoke about. He didn't have that. Mind blowing radio smash to where it was like this shit is just gonna play. But the all thing the time. is, it's like even going back and hearing it and hearing the shit that gets spins on the radio. Grinding all my life should have been the biggest shit in the country. Double up should have been one of the biggest records in the fucking I, country. I, I actually think last time that I checked would have been bigger than. It just didn't cut through. It, I don't. It did not cut through, and it's like like last time that I checked feels like what should have been pushed as the first single. If I was the if I was an A and R and gonna push a single off that yeah. album, last time that I checked. And the thing is, going. right, Atlantic had their best A and R, Dallas Martin, on the fucking project, <clears throat> and Atlantic is a single machine. Yeah. That's all they do is pump out singles. But for whatever reason, with Nip, it's like they almost like used a different formula or something as far as like breaking yeah. his record. Like, and it's like the craziest, strangest fucking shit ever. Like a couple years ago, right? Uh, my, my home, my old head had, uh, was had on deck entertainment or whatever like that. And, um, that was Quilly's label. And, uh, they had an artist named city Romanecki who was writing a lot of records for like a lot of artists, like in the city and like other places or whatever. And, they uh, got in contact with Hot New Hip Hop to push City's record. Hot New Hip Hop is who broke and pushed Trap Queen for Fetty. Right, yeah. The biggest record of fucking 2014, bar none. So it's like, all right, so they they get with them expecting, yo, we're going to give y'all this City record, whatever it was called, Andre Vamos. We're going to give y'all this City record, and we want it to hit the same type of platform as fucking Trap Queen, because if it do, we're out of here, City's out of here, yeah. we're going to make 30 M's and what the fuck they saying we ain't got to deal with this shit no more hot new hip hop decided to use a whole different fucking formula to push city's record in a different algorithm to push his record than they use for trap queen in the shit bombed yeah and it's just like yo i just gave you motherfuckers like twenty two thousand dollars to push this fucking record and the shit bombed like how does this happen yeah. and everybody just sitting around like oh we don't know like it's just, you know, we tried something different and just, it didn't work. Just looking at last year, like I'm looking at it now, um, and when I talk about Victory Lab just kind of fell in a bad spot. It dropped in February, right? Yeah. 2018. Cardi B. Let me look at the date on this, make sure I ain't tripping. All right, yeah. Cardi B, Yay, Daytona, J. Cole, K.O.D., Beer bongs and Bentleys, 
all dropped within 30 days after it. Yeah. That's it. Just the <clears throat> invasion of privacy, beer bongs and Bentleys. That was the charts. Yeah, that was the whole entire charts. Jay Z and Beyonce. That's popping black. Every all yeah. the chicks. It just KOD with J Cole. It just people was not. We even talked about it on a couple shows before. Everybody dropped last year. Everybody. Everybody dropped last year except for Rihanna and Kendrick. Yeah. So every future, Drake, everybody dropped. The party next door. Everybody dropped last year. Yeah. So you had the 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 all of the good music albums. You had the streaming and festival crowds with 21 Savage and Beer Bongs and Bentleys and Cardi B's, all of this. It it just fell in a bad spot to yeah. where it just couldn't get the shine. Once that Drake pusher shit happened, that controlled music for yeah. like two months. It just couldn't. And Migos had culture too. It just was too much. Yeah. And then by the time the later part of the year came around, Eminem dropped. Fucking Wayne dropped. Future dropped. It just, Victory Lap <laughs> fell in a bad little yeah. spot to where if you wasn't checking for Victory Lap you just, or for you Nipsey... You would have missed it. You missed it. And Lee even said it the other day. She was like, yo, you, you, I never caught you just playing Nipsey all the time. And I'm like, yeah, no. Nah. Like, I would play Nipsey. I had Crenshaw and all of that type yeah. stuff. But Victory Lap was very good. It's, it's very good. Excellent album. It's very good. Excellent album. Yeah, so yeah, we slept the we we, we yeah, dropped so the cook, ball. We need an asterisk on the TRP yeah. awards. Like, Victory Lap was the best album. Like, Bar none, like it's the it's the best rap album. Yeah, even the intro was great. It's like excellent. Lab. Yeah, it was good. It's excellent. Like I just I just been finding myself. I've been toggling between that. Um, Uzi put out two new records that are really really good. I put out. I've been listening to Uzi's new records, and I've been listening to Yo Gotti artists. Man, Forty Two Doug a lot. Man, Yo Gotti and Lil Baby got this artist from Detroit called Forty Two Doug. Man, he good. Man, he's so good, and his album is like. Some of the best shit that came out this whole year and it's good, man. Like if y'all like uh if y'all like street like oriented hip hop shit like that, like fuck with forty two Doug. He got a project called Young and Turnt. That shit is excellent. Like it's mm-hmm. all I've been listening to. Him, Nipsey, and then these handful of uh Uzi records. That's all I've been listening to for the last three weeks. What's your favorite uh favorite three joints off Victory Lab? Now that you've gone back, like uh Grounded All My Life, um, Real Big, and uh Hustle and motivate. See, this is why I like how we're just so different when it yeah. comes to that. Hustle and motivate. I when I remember when it first when I first heard it, I just couldn't get past the sample. I didn't have the appreciation for it because of the sample. And, and, and now it's my favorite. I, I I'm still like it came on the other day in the gym and I'm just like <sighs> Cause it's so hard to cause that beat is so good. Yeah. And just certain shit I just don't like touched. I don't know if that's the nostalgia. Yeah. I just don't. But he rapping so hard on that he, motherfucker. He is. He, he, he does good on and it. And his voice and his inflection and the way that his vocals are produced is so, it's like cinematic. And then it's like, do you see the video with him sitting on the car going back? I'm just like, we fucked we, up, we, man. We dickheads. We fucked up, yeah. dog. My, my, uh, the fav- whole shit was right there. My, looking back <clears> on it, my favorite three joints is uh, last time that I checked, Blue Laces and... uh. The joint with CeeLo, Loaded Bases. I, I like that. Dedication is dope, too. Dedication is fire. Dedication is Dedication up. was my original, like, my bridge into that album to where it's like, I don't really fuck with Hustle and Motivate, but I love Dedication for both for what both of they did. Both of them did. And it was like a perfect blend of, like, 
it was like a Kendrick passing the torch moment almost to like yeah. Nipsey on the record and just like um you they say he a better crip. I say he a man first. You see what he doing from yeah. black business like so it's just like it's like a that record is a moment. It's bigger than deuces and foes, my nigga. Yeah. So so that's like that would be like my fourth record. But like I literally I played grinding all my life nine hundred times last week. I just love that record. That's kinda how I feel about uh Last time that I checked, that joint, that joint get me going <laughs> in the gym, dog. That, that five five chains on my neck, it was no smut on my rep. Yeah. That, I like that. As a, we some dickheads. Yeah, ain't no way else to yeah, put it. Yeah. Idiots, idiots. So I'll say that for the TRPE uh, crowd, me who's a music guy, man, I, I didn't appreciate this album at all. Yeah, and now I do, and I'm like, damn, because you know. No more Nipsey albums coming. Right, they'll probably figure out how to get one out. From and the thing is, with Nipsey, but... man, it's like he's he's on his uh, his tenth year professionally releasing music. Um, you know, he was an independent artist, his debut album, all that shit last year, whatever. But this is he's been professionally releasing music like for ten years now because one of his first mixtapes was with fucking G Unit Radio and Woo Kid and all of that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was, you know, he had the the audience and the exposure. He was getting better. Yeah, like Rax in the Middle is obviously not on Victory Lap. I love that fucking record. And what what used to kill me with Nipsey at first was like, it was like he didn't rap on the beat. Yes, and, and I used to like 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 I don't maybe that's some West Coast thing or whatever. Like he's just talking, but it sounds melodic enough to be rap. Yeah. And at first it just, you know, it was hard. And what what it was for me was hustle in the house. That was when it was like he clearly took a East Coast flow. Yeah. Big checks, big Glock, that, like that was straight New York shit, yeah. and it sounded great over that style of beat. Yeah, he did what Game did, right? Exactly. Yeah, and I was like, oh no, I, all right, yeah, I like this. Coming it, straight out of Slauson, a crazy motherfucker named Nipsey. I'm, I'm turned up because I, I came from the '60s. Yeah, like, it's just like you can't lose with that with that NWA flow, but with the East Coast metaphor. Like, like Cube used to, like he was writing. Think about Cube did his uh, first album with uh, the Bomb Squad. Yeah, like Cube was working with New York motherfuckers. Yeah. Cube was actually writing. When I watched the, the movie, I didn't know that. Cube was writing for New York niggas. Yeah. Like, yeah. like So, yeah. like I, Looking back on it, man, Victory Lap was... We some dickheads. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Ain't no other way. We got to hold this L. Yeah, we got to <laughs> hold this L. Hey, I ain't going to front. <laughs> we took an L today. Took an L. <laughs> like, yo, we took an L. The, uh, all right, I want to talk about this, man, because... Uh, People was bugging out, man, this week. Me, you, and Carl and Love, we had a conversation about it. People being so enamored with celebrities, good and bad, but just over-the-top enamored with celebrity life, as if celebrity life or what celebrities do is something you should aspire to or look up to. Me, personally... I never understood it. I never understood relationship goals. I never understood life goals. I, I, from as people, yeah, I have goals in my relationship. I have goals in my life, but they're my goals. Right. <laughs> like my relationship goal is not Gucci Mane and Keisha Kyor. That's not my relationship right. goal. That ain't it. Lovely couple, nice people. I actually met Gucci. Really? Yeah, in the airport. They're nice people. They're not my relationship goals. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And I never understood, like, Lauren London and, and Nipsey Hussle. People this week were tripping. They've shot to the top of the number one AP relationship goal couple. <laughs> <Associated> <laughs> press, 
Like if the AP did a poll on relationship goals, Nip and Lauren is number one this week. Not realizing that they had problems just like every other relationship yeah. has. They had fights, arguments. It's like I I saw I saw a tweet the other day where it said I saw women using the way Nip loved Lauren to bash men. And then I saw men using the way Lauren loved Nip to bash, bash women. women. And I, I did as I, to myself, I was thinking, I, I put it on my IG story the other day, and I'm like, y'all all need therapy. Yeah. Like massive yeah. therapy. There's so much P- PTSD and, and tra- just and trauma and so much unresolved grief with just black people on the whole, like, let alone to then... So say if you come from a broken home. So the 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 the, the trauma and all that starts there. Right. The whole th- fact of like you five, six, seven, eight years old and your dad pulls to come get you and he don't. Right. Like shit like like you remember that shit and you carry that baggage through your whole fucking life to where now it becomes psychologically it becomes a thing where it's like with a with with men where they become super aggressive or with women they start to shut down and um, now they are adversarial to a, to the thought of a man being an authority figure and being able to tell them something. Nigga, my dad don't love me. Fuck you. Fuck you going to tell me. Like, my father don't even love me. Ain't come get me for fucking seven years. I ain't seen this motherfucker. Ain't hear from this motherfucker. He off doing God knows what. What can you tell me? So it's like we carry that subliminally, carry that baggage forward, and it just, it's like hurt, it's hurt people hurt people, mm-hmm. and the shit just continues to go and go and go, and then it's like, the broken home cycle and all of that shit and just all of these different things that negatively impact people's brain cells and the way that they formulate thoughts and feelings and emotions and to the point where people become afraid to feel shit. Like, you see all the time on social media, the next nigga that hurt me, I'm killing this nigga and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And it's just like, damn, sis, like, in the course of a relationship, shit gonna happen, good, bad, ugly, and other. And it's just like, you take that shit and you learn from it and you use it to recognize the signs of a bad relationship next time. I see you ain't got to drop me. I see people that say shit like, I'm never going 100% trust again. I'm never going to give my all in a relationship because I ain't going to get played and shit. Like, and I'll be like, if you're not going to give 100% to your relationship, why, be in it? why are you going out there? <laughs> you don't want 60% of LeBron, do you? <laughs> like, that don't make sense. Why are you go Go on the IR and relax. <laughs> Let your Achilles heal and you go out there next season. But another factor be, bro, people be thinking that they doper than what they are. And they be giving themselves too much credit to where they think like, oh, 60% of me is better than 100% of the next bitch. Uh, and it's like, no. <laughs> like, I wa- absolutely no. I was not. watching this shit go on this week and I'm thinking to myself like, we we need a massive reboot. Like, We need to control all delete. D- dog, I, you remember old computers and old electronics, right? So it was like, Control all delete if your computer act up, right? And that would normally fix some shit. If that didn't work, you could unplug it and just relaunch the whole system. You plug it back in and the shit don't come on. Old school electronics, you could take a little screwdriver and remember it was a reset button yeah. in the back and you could poke that and you know I'm wiping out everything that's on this motherfucker. But this motherfucker going to work. But it's going to work. Yeah. A lot of y'all need little screwdrivers in your back. <laughs> Dead ass. That's where we at in society. <laughs> like, we need fresh start. Y'all y'all just need yeah. fresh starts. Because there's no reason that you could see this death. And did they love each other? Yes, clearly. They were together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there's no reason on earth for this to be fuel. 
for y'all to diss men or diss women, vice yeah. versa. It's this is trauma. Th- there's nothing yeah. y'all, else. Y'all, y'all hurt, 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 <laughs> y'all, hurt. Y'all big hurt. Y'all Frank Thomas and <laughs> <laughs> the big hurt. <laughs> Y'all are fucked around, man. Fucking Frank Thomas. <laughs> you see his new Genix commercial? Yes, man. The funniest commercial <laughs> on fucking television. But, yo, I, Carl had mentioned it the other day. Shout out Pastor Carl. Carl was like, these people are way too engulfed in celebrities. Correct. Because they look at celebrities and be like, oh, that's my relationship. That's relationship goals. When it's people who in front of you have dope relationships, but you just don't care because yeah. he's not a rapper and she's not a, a, a actress or an Instagram chick. And I was like, dog, I saw people this week say shit like, damn, uh, Lauren was really nip whole world because he took her everywhere and always was talking about her. He really loved that girl. Y'all niggas would never. And I was like, yo, what's crazy is I mentioned Lee. We talk on this podcast. All the time. I mentioned Lee all the fucking time on here. You know what bitches tell me? All you do is talk about your girl. You that annoying. shit annoying. Right. You burnt out. Right. And I'll be like, we get it. You got a girl, nigga. You love her. Fuck you. Right. But I mean, like, where? you know why? I I don't I don't have a, a rafe. You know what I'm saying? If I had a rafe and nine rollies and I was getting 200 bands a show, then it'd be like, oh man, that's dope. He really love his girl. This is fantastic. You yeah. drive a bus and she work when she work, it's like you regular. Fuck y'all. Fuck yeah, y'all wear this <laughs> shit. Dog, I remember when Lee first got on IG. My ad name is Matt Makes Me Sick. Her ad name when she first got on IG was like, no, he really does make me sick. That was her ad name. Yeah. I remember seeing chicks who don't know me and don't know her. Like, fuck out of here. She Joe as shit. Why does, why is her at? And I'm just like, yo, sis, you kind of look like Tracy McGrady. Relax. <laughs> Calm down over there. You know what I'm saying? And it's just. You kind of look like Tracy McGrady. But because it was annoying. Yeah. But if, if Lauren London or Keisha Kyor did. Oh, my God. They, 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 they goals. <laughs> <laughs> goals. And that's really where we are as a people. Celebrities is what we aspire to. Yeah, when sure. it goes back to that old thing, it's Nipsey's in your own hood that you could give a fuck about. It's people who live on your block who do the same shit, who've been with their wives for 25 years, done put kids through college. I say this all the time. You ain't got no side babies. You ain't got no relationship goals in your family. Ain't nobody happily married. That your relationship goals are two entertainers who probably going to be broken up in seven months. Right. Nobody, your aunts, your uncle, nobody. Think Never, about how crazy that is. Big Sean and Janae was relationship goals for a long time. Remember that? She think, got the tattoo of my man's face. Think about that. My grandfather and my grandmother were married till my grand my grandmother passed away. Yeah. My dad and my mother were married for 21 years. My mother passed away. Him and his uh Sheila, that's my stepmother, they've been together now, what is it, 2019? 13, 14 years, maybe it's been a while. Like, Happily married. They yeah. go on vacations and eat dinner and shit. It's fucking lit. <laughs> yeah, because that's really They like each other. They, they hang out. They hang out and shit. Like, that's really all a relationship is. <laughs> For y'all to have these wild-ass goals, and I'd be like, y'all really never been in, like, a successful Hey, nobody never gave a fuck about you. Or, or just, just something <laughs> regular. Like, bringing your lady. You, Lee up here all the fucking time. Yeah. Bringing your lady Listen, around man, that's shocking. I, I have lasting relationships with women that I dated 10, 12, 15 years ago. We ain't necessarily fucking around no more, but like, I don't have nobody that's just like with a pitchfork like that hate me, contrary to popular belief. I know y'all probably yeah. think that, but like, no, every woman I ever been with, like, 
you know, whether it was a relationship or just a friendship that was more than that, whatever, like I taught them shit and I brought something to the table and I left them with more than what they came with. And that be the difference. Mm. Motherfucker, get with y'all and cut you the fuck out, dry your car, fucking don't change the oil, blow the engine, steal out your purse and all that shit. And then you look up eight years later and you like, yo, what where did my life go? You <laughs> fat and hit with three kids. And now you're like, where the fuck did my life go? And it's like, yeah. Remember American Pimp when they was like, why does a why does a, a hoe need a pimp? And he was like, well it's very simple. See your average bitch, she go out to the club. He's no he was like uh Bitch go out, she wanna sell some pussy. She go out sell some pussy on the weekend, make a little fifteen hundred dollars. Bitch don't know what to do with herself. She go buy some weed, some drink, get her some clothes, get her hair done, nails done. Next thing she knows, she broke and the rent due. She don't know what the fuck going on. <laughs> then you got the regular bitches, they ain't even selling pussy. They go out to the bar, to the club, a nigga buy her a cognac, take her back to the momo, fuck the lining out of a cock, don't get a bitch a down. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching that like yo, this nigga's off the shit. <laughs> <laughs> and as crazy as it sounds, that be the it's reality true. for some motherfucker. Like I said that shit on social media probably like six, seven, eight months ago. I'm like, yo, the reason why women don't ever have no fucking money, y'all spending on bullshit. Because you would rather have this material item to, to put on your IG or your IG story and show all the poor people that's following you that you doing better than them. As opposed to actually having the money in your bank account to have the financial freedom to escape the dumb shit that you keep doing to yourself. It's simple. I had a girl tell me before, I've used this example on the show five different times. She's a hairdresser and she was selling hair. And she, I was like, yeah, so what's up with the hair shit? Like, you know, I'm trying to find an investment. Like, I'll put the money up, whatever, whatever. We can really get this shit booming. She got a little following or whatever, a little crazy bitch, cute, everybody know her. I'm like, all right, let's make some money together. She's like, oh, well, you know, with the hair shit, I really only do it when I need money. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, I only sell hair when I need money. I said, so l let me pitch a concept to you and see if you're you're picking up what I'm putting down. What if you sell this shit 24-7? And you never need money because you <laughs> always have money. And she's like, I never looked at it like that. I wish y'all could have seen the hand she's on the like, chin. I've never looked at it like that and I'm just like you're fucking doomed like the business relationship was severed at that point because it's like yo I'm gonna give you five bands you gonna fucking go buy some Fendi shit you know what I'm saying you gonna be looking like a Fendi model with my bread and I'm gonna fucking smoke you you know what I'm saying so I was like just to avoid all of that like I, I, I'm gonna just I keep my when, little cash uh, when, when Gucci came home chicks was like what Gucci gave Keisha two mil she gave him back six that's goals for real but y'all niggas ain't got no money to give a chick when you go to jail and I'm like Y'all get $2 million, y'all gonna end up like Ginger on Casino, <laughs> <laughs> on heroin and in a motel. Your pimp boyfriend gonna take half of it off like, the rip. out. Like, stop. Like, and it, these people, it's just, I saw so much, and it's just, I, I don't get why y'all are so angry, why y'all hate each other so much. And it'd it be simplistic shit to where it's like, yo, y'all look, a lot of y'all didn't had a nigga like Nipsey with his head on straight coming to your lives, and you just ran him through the mud and gutted him the fuck out. Y'all done fucked his homeboy. Y'all done fucked the help because he had on a bus down and he had on a plane, Jane, and you didn't understand that and diamonds are intrinsically valueless and shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shit like that. You got caught looking at the shiny fucking toy and got fucked and had a baby by the help. Like, it be all types of shit that y'all that y'all just do that just did dumbass wrong. And men also. Men, y'all not off the hook because y'all done had good women coming to y'all lives and y'all done completely gutted them out, ran them through the mud, fucking crashed their car <laughs> had a bitch driving her car All type of oh, stupid ass shit And then you wonder why she don't want to fuck with you no more yeah. I, I just saw a lot of tweets And just 
the bar is literally below the floor. Yes. I saw a post the other day that said, wow, nine days since Nipsey died and ain't one side bitch came forward yet a true king. And I'm like, sis, delete this. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, this ain't it. But that's really how bad it's gotten yeah. that when people die, the side bitches start coming out. Yeah. And next thing you know, her folks is arguing with the white folks and it's just like, this, all of this. I'd be like Batman. Like I'm, I'm gonna come out as a vigilante at night with little screwdrivers <laughs> and just go around the city, poking y'all in the back because y'all really need re- y'all need your reset buttons hit. The fact that you really think I saw chicks the other day like what Nipsey used to burn sage before they left out the house. Do you know how crazy it is that a man would care about your energy going into the world that he burning sage? And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, Shut up. Yo, listen. Up. I commented on that post. The girl had like 26,000 retweets at the time. Somehow, some way, she wanted to respond to me. Stop being a troll. This is Lauren's exact words. I said, sis, did you not... Did you read your own tweet before you responded to me? Because you definitely added the spice on it. Come on, y'all niggas don't know what sage is and you know how much a man got to care about you. No, the nigga just is in touch with himself and his feng shui or whatever. And it's just some regular shit. But like, so my grandparents were married for 45 years. Nobody burnt no sage in the crib. They never lit up newspapers <laughs> in the house. <laughs> like you just don't. Yeah, you don't have to do that. You want to do it great if you feel like it gives you a boost. It, there are people who there are people who work out that don't take creatine. There are people who do yeah. use creatine. You want to use it? Cool. You can get cheap motor oil. You can get really good. Motor, you can do whatever you want. That shit don't make you a bad person because you're not setting newspapers on fire in the house. Shit, and, and to take it so further, most of y'all don't even pray most before of y'all, y'all don't leave. Clean. <laughs> Never mind. Burning that. sage in a dirty house. Yo. <laughs> I said the other day, I'm like, y'all asking people what they do to keep their skin clear. Worship pillowcases. <laughs> that like just that, like y'all y'all be like almost like waiting for the 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 silliness of the day so that you can run with it. This ain't it, yo. Dumb shit, man. Th- th- burning sage does not define your relationship. <laughs> and it ain't gonna save your life neither. That too. <laughs> Cause if you meant to get hit by a bus that day, I don't care how positive <laughs> that motherfucker your energy is coming. Is. Like, but burning sage or not having side chicks come out the woodworks when you die, those aren't telltales of a great relationship. Yeah. Do I think their relationship was good? Yeah, I think they really did love each other. Genuinely. But they are human beings. Yeah. They got to that point. And that's what people not understand. You have to work. You got to work this shit. Jill, Abby, even Jules Jules hung out with me and Lee and Charlotte. He's just like, yo, y'all, I I fucks with y'all. Y'all just dope. Like, y'all, I I like y'all. And it'd be like, he was telling me this, like, yo, Lee, y'all really all that together. And I'm looking like, you know, that Joan like this, like with a young boy. I'm I'm on this show because I'm like, I almost had to crack her fucking head open this morning. (laughs) But it looked good now. Yeah. Look good in the pictures. (laughs) That's a relationship. You got ups, you got downs. There are nights where I'm on the couch. There yeah. are nights she stuck up. So <laughs> you nights where she did some shit and you still on the couch. <laughs> yeah, she did some dumb shit. I'm still I'm at the casino for 17 hours straight. It that that's a relationship. Yeah. It's not always peaches and cream. It's not always bad. If y'all in a relationship where the cons outweigh the pros, I don't know what Le- LeBron it, left Cleveland. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Escape. Just, 
Get out. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out. Get out. Yeah, the nose running. Get yeah. out. Ain't nothing I can say, but there's no relationship that's perfect. There are relationships that are ups and downs. I saw somebody the other day say, uh, Lauren never got this version. I mean, Wayne didn't get this version of Lauren because he was a piece of shit. And it's like, well, they were children. Yeah. That's another thing, people. Like I said last week, with people comparing Nip to Pac, Pac was a child. Yeah. Pac was a boy. Nip is a grown man. Yeah. How, you're 35. I'm 34. 36 now. I'm old. You're 36. I'm going to be 35 this year. Me and Lee been together seven years. You ask somebody who I dealt with 12 years ago, they didn't get this version of no, me. fuck no. I'm 30. I was fucking 22. Yeah. Was that's what, that's <clears throat> the part that irritates me a little bit. Like, Because I got chicks who like... Well, I got one that like cannot stand me. We dealt with each other when I was when we were twenty one. I was a child. Yeah, got a scumbag. <laughs> Take your L and move on, ma'am. I did some nuts. <laughs> I, I admit it. I was a Charlemagne said the best. I was a fuck boy back then. I admit it. Shout out Clint. Yeah. I was. I'm thirty five now, sis. I'm on you. You engage. I'm in a whole nother. Let it go. L I G. Let it go. She like no, She blocked me on Facebook. <laughs> Cool. Twitter came out. She blocked me on that. <laughs> IG came out. Like, whenever the new shit come out, she blocked me on it. It'd be like, sis, let it go. It's over with. Hyper Twitter blocked this nigga. Whatever the new shit is, I'm blocked. Instantly. And it'd just be like, yo, people grow. That's what it is. Yeah. He met her. He wasn't the man he was today or when he passed away. God rest his soul. Yeah. She wasn't the woman that he, he had. Like, that's what you grow and build and learn with people. Y'all want an amazing relationship by Tuesday. Yeah. It's not realistic. This shit ain't like Nipsey and Lauren by Tuesday. Fuck you. I'm out of here. Yeah, it, it, people, I see people, I ain't got time to build no man. I ain't got time to build no bitch. And it be like, you you got to build every, you don't, you don't start at a job. Like, that's another reason why people can't, like, get a job. That's the reason why. Yeah, they, they want to start at the CEO level. It just don't work like that. This bitch with Anything. the fat ass on my IG say she the CEO of such and such clothing line. I need oh. to start at a CEO position. 782000 a year or it ain't going to work. Security. <laughs> <laughs> Get this motherfucker out of here. <laughs> it's like me with the, the working out shit. It's not going to be an overnight thing. Yeah, I'm going from a place where I was 500 pounds. I'm doing good. Yeah. Got on a scale the other day. I'm 319. I'm almost there to 200. Yeah. But it, it, it it's a work in progress. That's kind of the way it go. Every this show. Remember our first podcast? I saw something the other day was like um your first podcast is going to stink. Your first book is going to be awful. Your first haircut you perform is going to be trash. Basically like don't be afraid to start. Yeah. Because you're going to have to learn. Yeah. And that's kind of what you got to take into life. Our first podcast, I listened to it recently. It's listenable too. Yeah, it's not good. Right? <laughs> like our, it, it was our back and forth that we normally have. But we, it, I thought it was all right. It wasn't as good as it is now, right. to where we know how to play off each other. We, know, yeah. I know how to let you go. You know how to let me. Like it wasn't that because right. we just weren't eighty shows. Yeah, in. I mean the concept of mastery. Fucking Robert Greene who wrote Yo, the book, ten thousand hours to master anything. anything. Like it, and that's just fucking building a desk, putting the fucking wheels on a fucking chair, putting peanut butter on a cracker, and putting it in a pan. Like it takes you ten thousand man hours to master anything. If you're a fucking genius, maybe eight thousand. 
but you still have to put the time in and you cannot cheat the fucking process. I did not just out of the blue become the best fucking promoter in my city because Rod the other day, not to cut you off, yeah. Rod the other day, the uh, first game of the playoffs, Nets and the Sixers, Rod said, yeah, the line opened at eight. It went down to four and a half because Embiid was listed as not playing. But Rod was like, my sources are telling me Embiid's going to play, so I'm going to wait. Wait for the line to jump back up. Then I'm going to get the best of it. Rock got the game. Nets eight and a half. Nets went out and spanked him. And it's just right. like, Rock couldn't have done that three. But just, he said it. And this shit really, and B got listed not playing. Then and B was playing. The line jumped. He got the best. And like, that shit takes time. Yes. Time. Yeah. yeah. I sat down at a poker table the other night. My first hand at the table. Dealer was like, I was coming on a big blind. You're probably not going to understand because you're not a poker player, but poker players will get it. I come in on a big blind. Dealer deals me king eight off. Everybody limps. I'm not even sitting in the chair. I look at it. Go ahead, run it. Flop comes out, king eight, six. Yeah, I, flop, two pair. I flop top two pair, rainbow board. I throw out $20. I'm thinking the hand is over. Fold, fold, fold. Dude calls the 20. I'm like, all right. Turn comes. It was a four. I throw out 35. He comes over the top to 100. I'm like, I call. Throw 100 out. River comes. He, ch- I check. He was like, I check. I'm like, top two. He's like, oh, you're good. I've turned it over. He was like, I thought about rifling a bet on that river. I was like, I was calling anything you put in the pot. And he was like, really? I'm like, yes. He was like, you thought you were good there? I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, but that shit took yeah. time for me to feel that confident yeah. and comfortable. He didn't flop. A set he doesn't have, you know, like yeah. it. Just, I just kind of know where I'm at, like, and and that's what it is with a uh. relationship. That's what it is with working out. That's what it is with cutting hair. That's what it is with podcasting. If you're not ready to work at whatever the fuck you're getting into, people don't realize that relationships is not just oh, I'm supposed to be with somebody, so I'm gonna be with somebody. Yeah. You have to be willing to compromise. You have to be willing to understand. There be days I swear to God where I know I'm right. I know I'm right. <laughs> Got to eat it. 100% <laughs> right. But I just be like, what's it worth? Yeah. Why press the issue on this point? Because I want the barbecue salmon for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? why? <coughs> just let it go. Yeah, And up. that's what it, you learn how to compromise and how to work and how to maneuver with somebody. Y'all don't be ready. Men and women. Y'all, again, y'all need them little screwdrivers. Y'all don't be ready to do this. So worrying about Lauren and Nipsey or Keisha and, and Gucci or... Fucking Kirk and Rashida, whoever the fuck it is you look up to, stop. Yeah. Just stop looking up to these celebrities and people who are famous who are regular as shit. They go through the same drama we all go through. Yeah. They do. That's the whole Cardi B and, uh, what's his name? Offset. They P- live in a. People, about, people had the pitchforks out like, please dump this nigga. Think about y'all at 24, 25, and if. You and your guy would have both had twenty million dollars. Imagine if you and your guy. Imagine if you and your guy right now at twenty four, twenty five, and y'all had twenty dollars. How crazy y'all would be acting? (laughs) Imagine if your check overpaid y'all each twenty dollars. Y'all be acting like fucking lunatics. Now take that and multiply it to twenty million. Imagine if y'all had an extra 40 ball To split between the two of you How much crazy shit Y'all would be talking on social media Imagine if y'all had an extra 20 (laughs) 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 
I wish I could see this nigga. God, for, God forbid <laughs> that the paycheck gods change your tax structure and bless you with an extra 20 uh, bucks. Shit. You'll be acting like a fucking psychopath. Oh, man. You's a funny motherfucker, bro. The, uh, what was you? You was talking about uh, tweets. Oh, all right, I'm just looking at it now. Uh, oh, the two, uh, yeah, the two best Nipsey. What happened with the girl tweeting? What was that about? All right. Because <laughs> so, I, I missed it. So this girl tweeted. She was like, yeah. I've been posting all this R.I.P. Nip and all this content and this, this and that in support of him, you know, only to find out that I'm blocked. So <laughs> black, <laughs> black Twitter, and she screenshotted, Nipsey Hussle has blocked you. So black Twitter got a hold of it and was like, huh, the marathon continues, blocked. So everybody started blocking Everybody started blocking it. So everybody <laughs> retweeting it on top of it. This one Nip would have wanted, TMC, <laughs> blocked. So... <laughs> Everybody on the thread. This would have wanted. Thousands of people blocked this girl. Like you could see her follower count like dwindling because some people knew her That's and some didn't. So all the people blocking her to the point where she was just deleting her account. Like you know what? I can't. I can't deal with this. Now see, shit like that makes me really like. That's why I like Twitter because Twitter is that fucking funny. This is what they like. Ah, uh, marathon continues without you. Blocked. That shit, that shit went on for days, like two, three days. She finally deleted her I fucking account. That, that shit was hilarious, shit. man. Oh, that's. And then my weird. other favorite social media moment of the week. There's a tweet that everybody from Philly stole. I don't know who they stole it from, but I've seen it 57 times. Uh, Lauren was Nipsey's piece. You bitches are pieces of shit. That was my. <laughs> that was my. It started favorite. because Lauren said that in that in the uh, in obituary. No, when the, the first initial. Post she okay. made because again people were literally on they the had edge post notifications turned on. They were on the edge of their chairs waiting for Lauren London to post about. I, I literally saw somebody like, "Damn, why ain't Lauren post yet?" And it's just like, "Says she grieving the loss of her husband." Like, can like, you shut the fuck? Can up. you shut the fuck? Go, did, your kids are eating beefaroni again. <laughs> God damn, my like, ass fifty. They say, uh, why, 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 "Why are you talking about this? Nipsey yeah, died. You don't got nothing I to say." No Nipsey, bitch, I speak on it when I'm ready. Get the fuck out of <laughs> here. Like, yeah, that's the truth. Like, shut up. But uh. When Lauren did make the post, because I saw everybody reposting yeah. it or whatever, that's why I saw it. Because I don't even follow her. Uh, she said, "I'm totally lost. You were my sanctuary." And chick started, "Damn," she said, "Nip was her sanctuary. You know how much you gotta love somebody for them to be like that." Uh, Nip was her sanctuary. Y'all niggas was halfway houses or something. <laughs> that's where the whole shit started. And then in rebuttal, it was almost like no scrubs and no pigeons. And then in rebuttal. I can't hold you. That yeah, shit was funny. That was great. That was great. And then in, in rebuttal, that was the, uh, Lauren was his piece. Y'all pieces of shit. That was great. Because y'all all hate each other and shit. <laughs> but uh, to wrap it all up, man, the marathon does continue. Nip got the top five albums on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, Victory Lab is the second, number two on the charts right now. Did 62,000. I think it's going to do more this week yeah. now with all the funeral. Um, funeral was dope. Oh, I hate BET, Almost Black Television. They make me fucking sick. How'd you watch it? Did you watch it on title? I watched it on title, yeah. I was at work. The... Uh, did we BET, and then I wanted to film it for my like at the crib, so I knew yeah. I wasn't going to be there. BET apparently doesn't have a programming director because you would think like Aretha, like Michael yeah. Jackson, all these funerals that come on television, it would say funeral procession, funeral homegoing service for whatever, whatever blocked out for this time on BET. 
Fucking being Mary Jane was just on. <laughs> they like, being Mary Jane, Mary Jane marathon. It was a being Mary Jane marathon on fucking BET. So to record it, you basically just had to DVR all the B. I did. I DVR like eight being Mary Janes. So now I go home and I got eight being Mary Janes on, and I'm going through them trying to figure out what is a. a Episode two is the one where Snoop talk. Episode three is the one <laughs> I know all this shit now. And I'm like, BET is so fucking trash. Because they didn't block, just block yeah. it out from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. Yeah. Nipsey Hustle service. It was being Mary Jane, one to two, two to three, <laughs> three to four. <laughs> so that irritated the fuck out of me. But um, And then it started late because all the goofy shit yeah. outside or whatever. But um, Nipsey's legacy is... Bigger than we all thought. Bigger than his life. It, we we all we all just missed. We all like everybody. Like Roddy the other day even was like, I didn't know he he was doing this much. I didn't know he did yeah. this much. And it's like, goddamn, like am I that removed or did everybody just play it too casually? And I'm like, I think everybody We took just, it for granted. We took it for granted. We just played yeah. it like like in in one ear, out the other ear. Yeah, but I guarantee but here's the thing, right? If what he would have been doing would have Ended up making him a billionaire, something like that. Everybody would have been talking about, it. Yeah. and it's just like, yo, we just so like, like, apoplectic, as, like as a society that it's like, either you rich or you not, right? And it's like, either you mega rich or you not, and it's like, if you mega rich, we care about everything you got going on. Right. Beyonce, Jay Z, we care about everything you got going on. Nas, we care about everything you got going on. You get into a fight with your baby mom, you post some shit on your Instagram, spazzing out. We care about that. That shit is newsworthy. Right. But if you just like a regular ten like million, fifteen million, yeah, rich. like it's like uh, you know, whatever. Got your little stem center, nigga. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Have a nice weekend. Might as well eat this Alfredo. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just like it's just we just don't give a fuck. Like right. just as a society, it's like either you mega rich or you just everybody else. Yeah, it's like the whole free Meek Mill situation. Yeah, we rallying, we down here. Meek got out. Meek like, yo, I'm meeting with him today to like try to reform parole. And I, 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 I I got a work thing. I I, I I catch it on the ground. Like that's really how people are. So, but R.I.P. Nip. Um, Definitely R.I.P. Nip. You know, uh, they playing your music. They I saw a white guy on a motorcycle the other day. He had last time that I checked playing <laughs> for loud from the motorcycle. Um, it it just sucks that you got to die to fully get your roses yeah. because if you give them the roses while they alive. You're a dick. ESPN that week was playing uh, on all of the, the the countdown shows and all of that, and the halftime shows and all that playing, grinding all my life, like and just various Nip records. One thing I thought it was dope: Charles Barkley and all of them was talking about Nip today, and uh, Charles Barkley said, "I'm not going to say and pretend like I knew him, but was no big Nip fan or whatever." Yeah. But anybody who wants to affect the community in which he comes from, especially somebody black, wants to affect the community that they come from. I got nothing but love for that. So it just made me a fan of him this week. And yeah. I was like, that's because that's where a lot of people yeah. were. And I saw the, oh, don't act like y'all been Nip fans before this. Oh, you know, like, that's Yo, all, you know that's coming. Shut up. <laughs> like, where's my screwdriver? <laughs> like, you know that's coming. Like, shut up. But uh, before we bounce, I want to talk about um, some quick sports talk, man. It's, it's been going down this week. Magic finally stepped his dumb ass down. <laughs> From, and it's funny because we Laker fans, and instantly I had people who like, aren't yes. Laker fans trying to like play. I like Matt, no. LeBron ran Magic off, and I'm like, bro, I'm happy. Yeah, to get absolutely. The fuck out of that. Magic tampering Johnson. Magic was awful as a front, and people don't realize this. Like, you a great basketball player, 
Jordan. He's probably arguably the best. I, I, it's him and LeBron. That's going to be the argument for yeah. a while. If you're a Jordan fan, you got your net nostalgic. Great. No, Jordan's the best player ever to you. I'm going to let you in on a little secret, though. Jordan cannot remove a brain tumor. You have to accept <laughs> it that these people are just not good at everything. It just is what it is. Yeah, real shit. Not every great player makes a great coach. In fact, the best coaches weren't really good players. Yeah. The best coaches ever were Phil Jackson and Pat Riley and Jeff Van Gundy. These weren't all they were awful players. players. They were awful players. Role players at best. At, at <laughs> best. At best. They did you, they don't make great coaches all the time. They don't make great scouts all the time. It's it's they don't great Jordan it, like look how long it's taken him to just get Charlotte to where it's like they they like, like a serviceable franchise. Serviceable. Like they're not even making the playoffs or crushing it. Uh. Just cuz Jordan is the owner don't mean y'all about to win 10 chips. No. Magic was not good as a front office. It was awful. He, and fact, apparently he never came to work. <laughs> on, top, on top of that, and that would explain why he was so awful at yeah. his job. He never came to work. And I, I was like, yo, I'm, I'm kind of happy. Magic, and I want Palinka ass out of there. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm good with it. They're basically saying that in, in the fallout from all of this, Magic and Palinka were separate hires. Mm-hmm. They got presented as if they came in together and they were locked seven what they're doing, and they weren't. Right. And, like, Palinka is off the Kobe <clears throat> tree, and he's trying to go the route like Bob Myers did from an agent to an exec right. and this, that, and the third. And Magic was the face of the franchise. <clears throat> but Magic being so terrible at his job and also not willing to put the work in and thinking he was just going to charm people. Goes back and, to what I was saying earlier. You have to put the yeah, work in to be successful. Yeah, he thought he was going be able to just charm Anthony Davis out of fucking uh, New Orleans and shit like that. And then whenever he was met with any type of like adversity, people, people probably he didn't know what the people do. probably saw Hall of Fame best point guard ever Magic Johnson taking over as president of basketball operations for the Lakers and was like president goals, <laughs> not realizing Magic is not good at this. It awful. It just looked that that not is good. Exactly what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. You have to put the work in. You just cannot yeah. show one up. One of my number one principles in life is that you can't cheat the process. No. Whatever your process is, like you have to, you you have to put the fucking time in, and you have to be dedicated and have a level of commitment to what you want to have. So, like Magic, you're running 97 businesses, bro. I get it. You're a billionaire. You're rich as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. But this franchise does not need to be run like it's 1987, mm-hmm. and you just like popping up here or there. And if you're going to take that role. Put somebody under you that's going to do the fucking work for you. At least pretend yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what the fuck is going on. Like, I had a, uh, somebody that I know in a nightclub business. It's awful. It's terrible. But once upon a time, he was running a club. And in the club that he was running, he had all these smart people up under him running shit that made it look like he was smart. It was only after he got stripped of his staff that you realize this is the dumbest motherfucker alive. Like but, but it's like, at least he was smart enough to know I need to put some smart people up under me to fucking cover my ass. Yeah. And Magic just did none of the above. And it's just like, bro, I get it. Like, the $10 million a year you making or whatever, it's like a drop in a bucket. You rich as fuck. You don't care. But us as Laker fans, we suffering. This is six years of no playoffs. Right. This is miserable. Yeah. Y'all traded D'Angelo Russell, uh, an all-star, as a throw-in to getting off a Mozgov contract. You could have didn't need to be. You could have put Nick Young in that fucking deal. They would have took whoever to make the salaries match. Right. You traded 
a young dude. Like, nobody trades young, talented players. They just did it again with fucking Zubac. Yeah. They traded him for Mike Muscala. Right. If Mike Muscala came in here tonight and punched me in the face, I would not know who Mike <laughs> Muscala is. Y'all traded a talented young center who, in the minutes he was averaging, 14 points and like 11 rebounds, and you traded him for Mike Muscala, a three-point shooting center. When guess what? You had a three-point shooting center on your roster, Brooke Lopez, that you let him go to Milwaukee for $3.5 million. And then turned around and gave that money to Beasley, out of all people. Now Beasley is in the Muscala trade to get rid of Zubac. You can't make this shit up. It's a series of piss poor moves and whiffs over and over and over again. A lot of people, again. and I, I realize this with just social media, a lot of people really don't know. They don't, they they see it on like a lot of shit. I this this past Jay Z fifteen million to his kids. No, Jay like that didn't happen. It didn't happen. But you see it on the timeline enough. People are like, oh yeah, no, this is yeah. this is what happened. So it's like. People look at it and they, all they see is that they hate LeBron. So they're like, oh, it's all LeBron fault. Whereas you, me, Rob, people who really are Laker fans is looking like, bruh, Magic has been stinking it up for like since LeBron came. Like getting LeBron there wasn't a great feat. I could have got LeBron there. Right. It's like, hey, LeBron, we got the money for you. <laughs> oh, bet. All right. <laughs> all right, cool. I'll be, I'll be over there like 3 o'clock. Real shit. Come sign that joint. That wasn't shit. like a great feat. But Magic just ran the whole show terribly. Yeah. He was awful. So I'm I'm I like Magic, but no, you don't need to be front office president of basketball uh, operations. You just don't need to be that. How do you 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 said the process, you made me think of the Sixers. How how were you upset? People were pissed yesterday. Yo, man. They were hurt. And I, it was funny because I was driving a bus the other day. A dude was on the phone. He was like, yeah, yo, I'm telling you, the uh, the Sixers make the finals against the Warriors. You know we got to have a party or something. I'm like, you can save those. You ain't got to put those coins out, buddy. <laughs> you ain't got to buy them confetti poppers. And I was, I was saying to myself, like, you ain't got to worry about that, pal. <laughs> You're all right. Because they not making it. They might, be, they might be a first-round exit. I, I think they get past the Nets, but. It's going to be a dog fight. Sec, it is. But second round, they're going to have to see Toronto. Yeah. And. Do you know the, the the one Sixer game I went to this year was against Toronto, and I'm just like Toronto has unlimited six foot eight wing players with yeah. seven foot wingspans. They just throw at you like all they, fucking they, game. They, they lost to Orlando the <clears throat> other day by three, but Kyle Lowry not about to have another game as nah, abysmal as that. It's like Toronto's gonna win that series, and then you're going to see them second round. And if you get past them, you got Milwaukee win. Yeah. So it's like, you no, know. like you have to face Kawhi Leonard who's the best perimeter defender in NBA, and then they can throw, like, a, a baby Kawhi Leonard at you in uh, Siakam when he yeah. comes off the bench. And it's just like, there's, like, seven more of them. It's funny because <laughs> Ra actually poured it up the other day on Twitter. I had said at the beginning of last season that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid is never going to win a championship yeah, together. And it's a people didn't understand what I was saying, and I'm just like, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid is a generational player. He can literally do everything. Protect yeah. the rim, rebound, run the floor, shoot threes. He did a fucking perfect Euro step the other day around three people and got the and one. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, Doug, this nigga's 7'3". Yeah. That's not supposed to happen. Joel Embiid is generational. Yeah, special. We get that. Ben Simmons is not. Ben Simmons is just 6'10 and red bone. So people is like, <laughs> oh no, he the shit. And it's like, dog, Ben Simmons is... He can't shoot. And for you to And be, he won't shoot. For you to be in the NBA in 2019 where it's a point guard driven league. Every team has a 6'3", 6'4", Point guard yeah. who can shoot. 
Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, uh, Kimball Walker. Walker. It's just Kyrie. It's just so many point guards. De'Aaron Fox can, now, who's a dog. And if you're point, and it, on top of these point guards shooting, they also got a 6'8", 6'9", forward who can shoot your fucking lights out. It's teams in the league that got seven footers that can shoot. Yeah. Joel Embiid, Brooke Lopez, those are seven footers that yeah. can really shoot. Dirk was a seven footer that can really shoot. Being 6'10 doesn't give you an advantage if you cannot shoot the basketball. Yeah, exactly. So Ben Simmons steps on the floor. Did you, yo, you got to see this fucking picture, dog. I took this shit earlier. I meant to show this shit to y'all. Fam, look at this shit, y'all. <laughs> like, there's just no respect for Ben Simmons. <coughs> He's at the three-point line. Like, you got to pick up Steph at, at 70 feet. You pick up Ben whenever you feel like it. Like, Ben is at the three-point line in this picture. For y'all that can't see it, by himself, everybody else is below the foul line. Yeah. Every other person on his team and every defender. That's insane. Like, just no respect. Yeah. So, Ben won't shoot. That hurts your offense. Now, you, they can pretty much just be like, yo, we're going to crowd down here. Let you do what you do. Yeah. And it, it, it's just like y'all aren't going to beat teams who are getting – the Rockets are getting – yo, the game against the Suns last week, they shot 65 threes. Y'all not beating these teams if y'all don't want to shoot with them. You understand what I'm saying? They shooting. Yeah. I told my homie – my, my man was like, they ain't shooting no 65 threes. I'm like, dog, that's like normal almost for them. Yeah. He's like, no. It's, I'm like, dog, do you remember the game against the Warriors, game six or seven was last yeah. year? They missed 27 straight. <laughs> to miss 27 straight threes, you got to shoot 27 of them. These motherfuckers really shoot 50 threes a game. Like, yeah. that's normal. So if y'all come out and you – like, if the Sixers, y'all got J.J. Redick and you got Tobias Harris, y'all want to go 7 for 12 from 3. That's cool. The Rockets are 16 from 50 from 3. <laughs> they already winning. Yeah. You know what I mean? You Ben not shooting is just – it's a liability at the end of the day. Yeah. So – People. Yeah, they're they're poorly poorly matched. Those two, yeah. like, think about how good and B would be if he had like Dame Lillard on oh. his as his point. Can you imagine him with Kimba? <laughs> like, nuts! Like a just a subtle change in the lineup <laughs> would dramatically change the whole team. And it's like I get it. There's a size mismatch in this day and the third, but they got fucking Tobias Harris is bringing the ball up now. Dog. Ben's not even bringing the ball up. He the point guard. Jimmy Quote unquote point guard. Jimmy Butler be looking crazy. He was going off yesterday, but it's just like the the and, and Brett Brown again is just It might be over for my man Brett. Yeah, Brett Brett's probably out of there. I fuck with Brett Brown. Brett Brown was at recess one night. He had on a motherfucking off white jacket and had a bottle of Ace of Speed. Yeah, it's over. And <laughs> that right there was the nail in the coffin. The fuck was Brett Brown doing at recess? <laughs> It was like post game, but yeah, my 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 fed upness with they, the Sixers dates back like six seven months ago. They asked Ben Simmons yesterday how he felt about getting booed. He was like, "Y'all want boo? Cool, stay on, stay, that, stay side. on that side." It's like, dog, that ain't it. You don't get it. It <laughs> ain't it, Ben. That like, what it. city do you play in? Do you know? <laughs> like, do you know what city you play in, bro? Are you aware? Are you aware? Like, they will throw batteries at you, bro. They will throw bricks at you. Yo, you keep it up. Keep it up. Somebody will clap you. Somebody going to be – you know who Ben looked like, yo? You ever watched the episode of Martin where the pregnant chicks was there? Remember yeah. the chick had the baby that yeah, shot yeah. across the room? Mm-hmm. Remember the chick who had, like, the, the real tight fade? <laughs> <laughs> the she, one Martin kept arguing Tori with. Tori or whatever the fuck her name was, she looked just the fuck like Ben Simmons. Had the same haircut. Same cut and everything. <laughs> I was cracking the fuck up the other day. I'm, I'm watching, I'm like, who the fuck does she look like? I'm like, yo, she look like Ben Simmons. My man – <laughs> the fuck out. 
Like, dog. Yeah, man. I I I I went on a whole tirade like six months ago I, after the Sixers took a tough loss to somebody. And here come Ben Simmons stroll. It was like a road loss. And they caught the PJ back. This nigga comes strolling in recess. I said, I hate this pussy. Like, get the fuck out of the club. You just lost. And you're like, I got to go see where the white bitch is at. <laughs> it's it's like, funny because I, I saw Ben Simmons driving down uh, Market Street. He got a gray wraith. I don't know if it's his, but he was driving yeah. a gray wraith. And it was funny because when I I'm, I was on a 48 coming past, uh, like, you know where the Hard Rock Cafe is? Yeah. And... Maybe three or four years ago, I was in that same position going past, and it was Andrew Bynum riding past. He had a Ferrari. And I looked, I was like, oh, shit, Ben Simmons and shit. And he was literally in the same lane that Andrew Bynum <laughs> yeah. was in. I was like, I hope that ain't like a a, a, for, a, a foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because that's going to end terribly, dog. But yeah, the, the, the Sixers ain't it. Yeah, break up the process. The... uh. I don't think anybody beats the Warriors. Steph last night was just he funny. was she was tripping. He was literally drawing contact on threes, getting fouled, <laughs> knocked down, not getting the y'all call. Y'all do know and still making the three. Y'all do know he wants to shoot threes, right? Why are y'all giving him contact? Dog. He would he would literally he was really getting knocked yeah. down and was still burying the shot. He has the playoff. He's he's the playoff record holder now for most three. And I'm like, people just say he disappears in the playoffs. That's been like a narrative that he disappears. It's in not the that he disappears in the playoffs. It's just that, it, and it ain't even his fault because you know I fucks with Durant. It's just that once Durant came, the the three over LeBron, like the 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 yeah. moment it's it's going to yeah. Durant because I'm six eleven with a seven six wingspan. Yeah, I, I got four scoring titles. It's going to me. So and that's why Durant he has the Finals MVPs. Like it's yeah. just going. Like Steph is what powers that engine to get there yeah and then they get there and it's kind of just like Steph's just going it, it, it almost fuck up everything like if Steph literally came out and shot 35 yeah. times it'd be like yo what the fuck like because their offense is predicated on whoever got the hot hand right like they're really like a uh like a college team in a ways like, you ever watch Melo talk about when they won the championship at Syracuse? Yeah. Melo said walking on the floor, McNamara, put, like, yanked his jersey and was like, I'm feeling it tonight. And Melo said, I passed him the ball. He pulled up from, like, four feet behind the NBA three and buried it and winked at me. And Melo was like, oh, no. And they McNamara shot seven threes. He hit seven threes that night. Like, it was like, give him the rock. That's yeah. kind of how college teams play. Yeah. Whoever hot, going with it. And the Warriors... Clay could give you 70. Durant might give you 50. Boogie might give you 40. You don't know <laughs> yeah. where it's coming from. Yeah. So I think they win it again, though. I, I, they look unbeatable. When they shooting like that, I just, no. They look unbeatable. I, I mean, I want to see them play Milwaukee. I think that's the exciting matchup that everybody wants to see Giannis in the finals and all that. I want to just see Giannis get out of the fucking second round yeah. <laughs> like, and, like, and justify some of this best player in the league talk. Because to me, Ke- Kevin Durant is the best player in the league. It's not, it's not Giannis yet. I... He's just not asked to do as much. Like if, like think of if KD had had a green light and he was the focal point of an offense where you know he's shooting 50, forty times a game, KD be averaging forty three points I, a game. Rob, me, me and Rob Beck go back and forth for this all the time because I say KD is he's he's arguably the best pure scorer ever. Yeah, like it just being able to shoot, drive to the lane, two steps to the basket from the top of the key. He just he can do everything. I still think LeBron's the best player on earth. I just, it, it, I've never. I just, seen, I just his defense is horrendous. Defense. I mean, 
In basketball years, <laughs> LeBron 100. So it's like, I get that. Like his defense I just is think, I, when, I, when I say that, I think no one can affect the game more than LeBron can. I think him coming on the floor just affects I, I would agree with that. everything. Yeah. So I think it's LeBron. I think Durant is second. I actually got Kawhi in front of Giannis. Ka- Kawhi missed 22 games this year with Forrest. Kawhi's full of shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like I got Kawhi in three, and then I got Giannis at four, and I got Steph rounding it out. So that's that's me. Yeah. I think Giannis has the intangibles to be – he's Wilt Chamberlain in fucking, like – he's Wilt Chamberlain with, like, the heart of, like, Gary Payton. Like, it's just not supposed to be a 6'11 yeah. dude who can jump that high, run that fast – and push the rock yeah. that way. And take the toughest defensive assignment. Yeah, he just he just do everything. Yeah. So it's like yeah, I, I think Giannis has the intangibles. My thing is when I look at LeBron, Durant, and Kawhi, those are all Finals MVPs. Those are all dudes who have won multiple awards, whether it be defensive players, MVPs, scoring titles. They have the hardware, yeah. and that's something that a lot of people don't dig when like. People be like, how the fuck could you have Durant as as the best player in the NBA? And I'd be like, bro, he won the last two finals in right. like, it's, it's not shocking <laughs> yeah. to have him there. If I said Kimba Walker, that would be like, <laughs> all right, you tripping. But Durant has the last two finals MVPs. Yeah. Before that, LeBron has a finals MVP. Before that, Kawhi Leonard has a finals MVP. Those dudes have hardware to prove <laughs> when the yeah. game is on the line, I got it. The rest of y'all, y'all don't. Y'all don't yeah. have that. Clay Thompson ain't got that. Anthony Davis ain't got that. Y'all great, but y'all y'all not that. That right. separates from y'all. That them from y'all. Yeah. So, but I don't really got nothing else I want to talk about. No, not really. Yeah, man. I saw you had the Jane Aiko shit on there. I, uh, I saw the post, but I didn't even go into it because I, I could care less. Yeah. It was just a, like a tidbit to yeah. just throw in there, but nah, I don't care about that. She, just, I guess she wants her man back. I mean, you tattoo somebody's whole face on you. Probably gonna try to work kind, shit out. I'm kind of gonna need you to come home. <laughs> I'm kind of need you to work this shit out. I see you going through this phase and shit. Like, come on home, dog. But yeah, that's pretty much all I got, man. Um, I'm unemployed at the moment. I have nothing whatsoever to promote. Um, if y'all want to come uh, hang out with me next weekend, uh, I got Mirage on Thursdays uh, on South Street. What's that address? 119 South Street, Mirage on Thursday, 8 to 2. We do like NBA Thursdays and all that shit. And, uh, you know, Put the games on and hookah and food and all the shit that y'all love so much. I'm there every Thursday. And then Friday, uh, I'm back where it all started. Uh used to be Auras called Aris now, 628 North Front Street at Northern Liberties. We got a cool Friday night promotion going on there. Um, y'all can RSVP for free entry. Aris, A-I-R-I-S, Fridays.eventbrite.com. Other than that, uh, I got shit going on. I don't have no Saturday action booked for the foreseeable future of 2019. And I feel like a fucking schlub, and I need to get my life together. But I do have some shows coming up. I'll be announcing them here first, obviously. But I got some shows coming up. We got to get that live show popping. People are on my ass. ASAP. I was waiting. Hey, ready. I'm calling you out, bruh. Was waiting on you with the venue. Shit gonna end up being at a Live Nation venue. Yeah, I, can <laughs> I got all the I got all the Live Nation plugs. I sold out the TLA, so I'm gonna end up at a Live Nation venue, man. Sorry, ready. Yeah. We out. We are out. Peace. Peace. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? 
Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.